Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Phew, yesterday. God, it was hot. Oh, it was way too hot for me. In fact, within a very short space of time, it was way too hot for me. So uh, I've decided I'm hibernating until it goes away and we end up with rain and storms and all the other paraphernalia that goes along with it. Anyway, it's nice to have you company over up on Saddleworth Moor. They're not having a good time of it. The fires which they thought they put out are now backlit again. And um, and I was I was thinking, actually, the funny thing is Saddleworth Moor, as far as I'm concerned, or somebody of my age, is only famous because of uh, because there might be a body up on Saddleworth Moor. I predict, actually, there might be actually a few bodies up on Saddleworth Moor. But no doubt, once this thing has burnt itself out, perhaps we might be a little bit uh, better advised. Eight more heat waves on the way. That's what they've said. Eight more heat waves. I'm not sure I can cope with eight more heat waves. Heat waves. Four in five kids don't exercise enough. And uh, the drug dealers who sold ecstasy to children. Lovely pictures in the paper today of some uh, some moped uh, thieves getting their comeuppance. I think the British public have decided we've had enough of little toe rags like this. And uh, they were trying to rob some woman in Amanda Holden's na- neighbourhood, neck of the woods, which I think is Richmond area. And um, and some scaffolders went over there with poles. I'm tempted to say we really shouldn't get involved with things like this, but uh, there appears to be no deterrent for these motorbike uh, thieves. So, you know, whatever people choose to do, as far as I'm concerned, I'm staying well out of it. Uh, William the Peacemaker. I love the way that, that Prince William, and I don't want to decry his, uh, his job in any way, uh, shape or form, but, you know, we have known about the Holocaust for some time. What he's doing is telling us, oh, it was awful, it was terrifying. What do you think we've been talking about for the last God knows how many years? You know, and for him to start doing it, it almost sounds a little bit patronising when he was looking at a pile of shoes that had been taken from people in one of the, the camps and he said it looked terrifying. I thought, where have you been? Where have you been? You know, what do you think people talk about all the time? Uh, so they now call him the peacemaker. I'm not really sure whether or not the peacemaker is the right the right thing. I don't think he's got any power whatsoever. Uh, the second man to walk on the moon is suing two of his own children to the court and beyond. I never wrote that. The producer wrote that bit. And also, texts and emails make letter writing a dying art. Well, of course. Why not? You just go onto the internet, you type something up, you send it to somebody, it's there within seconds. You don't have to do it. You have to put a stamp on it, go down the post box, find, find the post box, and then you've got to start, and then you check, oh, started collecting in. Oh, God, 10 o'clock tonight, it's ridiculous. And uh, you don't need to do that. You just push a little button on the phone and you can send a text and an email. You can send them to this programme. You don't have to. It's not, not compulsory, but most people do. And you send it to steve at lbc.co.uk or 84850. And, and then it's, and it's, it's instant. It's absolutely instant. So much better than letter writing. Although I do really feel a little bit sad about the end of letter writing. Because years, if we hadn't had letter writing, we wouldn't have all the stuff that's in the museums. Michael McIntyre, not that he's in a museum, but he's back on television for his biggest run yet. This is his big night out thing, which cost an absolute arm and a leg last time. I think it was something like, was it half a million quid a show he got? Whatever it was, it, it certainly, I mean, BBC no idea. Uh, CD Love Island Adam. They're all CD on there, aren't they? We've discovered they're either bimbos, people who exhibit themselves on the internet for money, uh, or they're a bit pervy, a bit like Adam, who does chat-up lines to a girl. He has to ask her if she's over 16 and then wants to meet her. Over in America, was it America? A girl had had a conversation on the internet with a young man and then she decided that she didn't want to have a conversation with this particular young man anymore. So uh, so she terminated the conversation on the internet. 
he found out where she lived. He went over there. He crossed states to get to her. He arrived at her house. He smashed in the glass on the front door to get to her. And he had with him, according to the mother, he had gaffer tape, uh, plastic ties, all sorts of things. He was quite clearly one of these dangerous people. Not so good. Philadelphia yesterday, it was 35 degrees centigrade for Warren. 35 degrees. He said, I climbed the rocky steps and nearly passed out. Not so, 35 degrees, double it and add 30. So it's over, a, it's over 100, isn't it? Over 100 degrees. I thought it was bad enough here yesterday. And you got it again today. So I don't, I don't mind as long as I'm not out in it. And as long as I can get sort of home before the, the sun reaches its zenith. And hopefully we shall have uh, more details for you on Saddleworth more as the programme goes on. Also, somebody goes to hospital right, the other day and they take their dogs with them. Two, two Labradors. They leave them in the car. I'm not sure whether these people, you know, should be prosecuted, thrown into prison or executed. I can't work out. The police had to break the windows of the glass. They've been left in there for 30 minutes. These people should be prosecuted without, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. 30 minutes these dogs were left in there. The RSPCA have got them now and hopefully they don't give them back to the owners. What stupid people are these? Stupid, stupid people. Also, do you remember the the wrecking spree at the brewery? A group of people who were travelling through went to... um, see what they could get. Anyway, they've now arrested six people and uh, they're going to be... Ch- I mean, because the breweries had to close down uh, because the damage was so extensive. Isn't that awful that somebody could ever think about doing something like that? Uh, Vaseline may not help cuts and scrapes get better. I wasn't aware it did. I've never thought about Vaseline. I thought you just put it on lips, on chapped lips. You sort of go, I've got chapped lips, and they go, ah, you need Vaseline. Because it was water-based, wasn't it? So you could never wash the bloody stuff off. But my mother always used to keep a little tin of Vaseline in a handbag, and it was for, for the winter time when her lips went all... The rest of us lick our lips, but uh, some people didn't, and she was one of those who didn't, so she used Vaseline. Some people use it for, for eyes as well. I've seen people use it as like an eye kind of thing. Uh, lots of um, hay fever sufferers at the moment, suffering really, really badly, really badly, because the pollen count has absolutely rocketed. So as I don't suffer... Um, I can sort of sit back and go, I know what you're, what you're going through, because it must be absolutely dreadful. And Uber goes on probation in the capital. So 15 months they've been given. They wanted five years, but they've been given 15 months. Uh, also French, uh, aujourd'hui, uh, je m'appelle Etienne. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix, onze, douze, treize, quatorze, quinze, seize, dix-sept, dix-huit. Out, out. Now it's unos, dos, tres... So it goes on. Spanish has now replaced French as the top language at school. How many people do languages at school? Do they still do things like that? I thought they were doing mother care and baby care and how to get a council house now, you know, if you're single and sort of, you know, up the duff by half of the sixth form. I thought that was the way forward. But no, we are still doing languages. Spanish is good. Why don't they teach us Japanese? Far more beneficial. The Spanish aren't coming over here buying all the properties. Japanese are. Why aren't we learning Russia? And schools are doing Arabic, are they? Oh, right. And Mandarin. Oh, I like Mandarin. I quite like Mandarin. That sounds very exotic, doesn't it? As I said before, Chinese, I've always wanted to. I mean, I do speak a smattering, just a smattering. Enough to get by. We'll have that pointing at the picture on the uh, the menu, because that's all it is. I'd just love to be able to order in a Chinese restaurant, just to completely freak them out. That would be... I do a little bit of German, yeah. I can get by in in German. I I can get food. Food... That always works, you know. What was that? 
That was that thing where, was it in Only Fools and Horses? There's a girl in the pub and she's sobbing and all the rest of it. And, and Dell's trying to sort of find out, um, you know, who, who she is so they, they can speak to her. And eventually they, they discover that, um, that she speaks German. Uh, Deutsch? Yes, yes. And so, so Grandpa goes, I, I speak German, Dell. And he looks at me, do you? He says, yeah, well, you, you, you ask her. And so he looks at her straight in the face and he goes, what is your name? <laughs> and Dell looks at him and goes, what is your name? It was one of the best bits in there. One of the best bits in there. Of course, nowadays you wouldn't better show that on the television. It's probably considered racist or something. Speak, you know, thinking that all, all the Germans, everything is vot and vith and this and w's. It's like Polish, isn't it? You know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't end with CZ, they're not Polish, quite literally. Quite literally. I heard Melania Trump talk the other day. Have you ever heard her talk? Slightly peculiar. Slightly peculiar. We welcome you to the White House and the on behalf of the presidents, and I'm thinking, it's the first time I've ever heard her talk. I thought she was just a model. I, I had no idea that there was a voice that was attached to it. It's quite pretty if you like that kind of thing, and he obviously does. Well, I mean, he likes all sorts of types, doesn't he? I was only thinking about Stormy Daniels the other day, actually, wondering what she's doing. Assuming she's doing what she did before she met him, because she doesn't seem to have changed. We got a little bit of Melania. You have to play it because even I was I seriously I sat there and I thought, oh that's interesting. So she sounds like this. Let me begin to recognize each of you and thanking you for all what you do, uh, for your heroic work uh, that you do every day and uh, what you do for those children. Thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's not great English, is it? I mean I thought she'd be better than that. She was a model, wasn't she, apparently? Does she do five languages? Yeah. Flash so-and-so, honestly. She does French. <laughs> well, that's out, isn't it? Nobody's doing French anymore. You need to learn Spanish, Mel. Do, do Spanish, babes. You'll get by a long, long way there. Uh, then there was another event. The, the Queen goes out and meets a few uh, people. Hello, who are you? Never met you before. Hello, what's your name? Megan? Megan what? And uh, because he's turned, Megan Markham's father, uh, he's actually said that um, they, they don't want to meet him. And I thought, of course they don't want to meet you. They don't like you. Your, don't, your own daughter doesn't like you. It hasn't taken her long to hate you even more than she did before she married into the royal family. But old Davy Boy Beckham, uh, he gets invited to the palace. She was fuming, fuming, because she never got invited. It was only Dave. Uh, Dave, can we, can we get you to the palace? Am I getting a knighthood? No, you're not getting a knighthood, Dave. You're just, you're just going to have a cup of tea. Yes, you can probably have a cup of tea with, with the Queen. Oh, good. Victoria's not going. She's not happy. I know, but that's the way it goes. She must have been fuming. Where are you going? Palace. Sorry? Palace. What, football? Buckingham. That's it. So she sits at home. She's probably She's got to be thinking up something today now. How can I get my picture in the paper tomorrow? Why do you tell people you put weight on? Go on, tell people you've eaten a Big Mac. Tell people you've had sausage, egg and chips. Tell people you've had a whole pizza all by yourself. I don't think she eats anything. I don't think she's even turned the cooker on. I'm totally convinced she can't have done. It's not possible. Uh, Steve, this Uber decision means the cab trade will now die slowly like the docks and the miners. Officials have decided money's more important than our iconic trade. Says uh, Dave, the late Bob Crow's cousin. He said we're just for tourists to take pictures of. You're lucky I don't even get pictures. I don't even get pictures taken. But money talks, Dave. You know. You know. I don't, I don't need to tell anybody in London how it works. We see it changing. You know, we see things things going ahead, which should have been cleared up. We were standing by the bus stop yesterday, 
waiting to catch the 176, you know, which is, it sort of goes in fits and starts. It's either full of people going to work, people coming home from work, or people who were not sure whether they've been to work ever. And there's a girl asleep outside the Garrick Theatre on the pavement. I mean on the pa- She's not in a doorway. She's actually in the middle of the pavement. And every so often she has a little, you know, when you're in bed and sometimes you sort of, you go, you get a shudder through, through your body. She had quite a few shudders through her body and gradually was sort of edging closer to the to the road. And it was, she was actually in the middle of the pavement. And I thought, now, is she a down and out? Is she a drunk? Is she a druggie? What is she? Sleeping in the middle of the pavement. I mean, is she sleeping there because there are no places for her to go to? Or is she a professional beggar, of which there are many in London? What was she doing? All I know is she kept inching a bit further down the pavement. How it ended up, I've got no idea. Presumably falling in. Oh, dear me. Uh, another one here says, Do you remember Faulty Towers? Don't mention the, uh, the war. Basil trying to speak German. I don't remember him trying to speak German. I know he had a German family in there, but I can't remember exactly all of that. But then he also had a... That's right, don't, don't, don't mention the war. Oh, as you made her cry. Well, I don't know, you started it. And so it, so it goes on and, and that was it. I mean, there are loads of things, actually that you could take to task nowadays for, for Faulty Towers. It, was, it, it could be considered racist. Well, in fact, actually, there was a certain, certain language in it which absolutely was racist. But at the time, we didn't think about it. I can remember the Major coming out of the, uh, of the, the bar area and saying, these people are... And he used, you know, rude words, which, which you wouldn't even use in this day and age. You really wouldn't. Uh, I've just started my, uh, my daily dog walk listening to you. It's 12 degrees, says Ulrika, envious. I don't think so. I'm sitting in air conditioning. I'm sitting seriously. I'm down to I don't know what I'm down to at the moment. I, I, I veer between 19 and 20 degrees, which actually in a box this size means that it, it, it is like sitting in a fridge, but with your clothes on, which is OK. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It's just that after six, this will now get freezing cold, freezing. Yes. Ba- hadn't uh, Basil come back from the hospital or something? And uh, he was he was obviously slightly, slightly. I still remember walking through this building. We're we going to play a bit of it. All right. Only a little bit for you this morning. I'm not going to spoil you, OK? I've got too much to do. Listen, don't mention the war. I mentioned it once, but I think I got away with it all right. So, <laughs> it's all forgotten now, and let's hear no more about it. So that's two egg mayonnaise, a prawn gurgles, a Herman Goring, and four colded salads. Because he wasn't very well, and they were trying to get him out. He said, no, 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 watch this. And then he started goose-stepping, and so, and so it went on. Because, you know, Basil faulted. And then the other people saying, why do you make her cry? It's the war and all the rest of it, you know. And then it was, you started it. No, you started it. And so it went on. Basil, that sort of place, uh, which, you know, sometimes I like watching for the mistakes on Faulty Towers. Sometimes you see him standing there. Obviously, somebody goes now. And then he walks through the front door because it was a set. And the exterior, of course, uh, is a hotel, isn't it? A sort of, which had been open, closed, open, closed, all sorts of things. But uh, I used to love it. Especially some of the characters used to wander through. I remember the mother and father with, with the son. And, um, and they were sitting down there. And the son, who was about 13, had ordered chips. And, and, and he went, the son said to Basil, you got any ketchup? And Basil went, ketchup? And he said, I can probably get chef to make you something. Oh, phew, don't you have ketchup here? And, and the mother then rounds on Basil and goes, he likes his ketchup, he does. He likes it. Then the father interferes. And she says to the father, don't interfere. He likes his ketchup. And Basil said, well, I'll see if I can get Chef to make you some mayonnaise, shall I? 
It was just wonderful. And then he moved somebody. Do you remember? He thought it was a title person. And so he threw people off the table for Lord whatever it was, who had a brick in a suitcase. Lord Melbury. Yes. And then, and then Polly said, I've had a word with the police. Oh, right, you've had a word with the police then. And that was sort of, you know, that was it. And it just made Basil look a bit silly. He's a confidence trickster. Yes, of course he is. Yes, well, of course, you know all about this, don't you? Until they go to the safe and open up and take the briefcase out. And uh, and um, uh, who is it? it was, oh, Basil said, don't you dare open that. Don't you dare open. And so Sybil opens the case and takes out a brick. So Basil looks at it and bangs his head against it a few times. There was so many, they only made 13 episodes. Only 13, which was probably just about right. I've watched them all time and time again and can still derive pleasure, especially when they have the builders in. And he, he bricks up the entry to the kitchen and stuff like that. And then Basil trying to climb in the, uh, the room of that Australian girl. And then he hides in her wardrobe and it's, it just it just goes from bad to worse. And then married couples to... Oh, heavens above. Enough of all that, ladies and gentlemen. Enough of all of that. Uh, here we go. Wide awake again. Thank goodness it's the Steve Allen show. Yes, you're quite right, actually. Well, it is at this time of the morning. We don't, we don't mess around. My drive was so early this morning. It was brilliant. I love it when they're early. I love it when they're early. It makes it so much easier. So much easier. Uh, the latest DVDs you receive, says Shane. Uh, I haven't ordered one for a few days. I've had a, I've had a few... A few DVDs. And, uh, and I haven't watched anything yet. I haven't had the chance. You know why? Because it's, it, it's the weather. It makes me drowsy. I had something to eat yesterday. I put the, the television on and I was... I was lit- and I thought, I'll just close an eye. And then I was half watching it. And then, I, and then I was completely not watching it. And I just, I just fell asleep, actually. <laughs> Which was great. Apparently in New York City, says Charles, the traffic is so bad... Due to Uber and other ride-sharing cars, they think you're bringing into force a congestion charge. Some yellow cab drivers have taken their lives because their livelihoods have been severely affected. Well, here we've had the congestion charge for ages. We don't, we don't even think about it now. I have to try and remember whether or not the congestion charge is in on a Saturday. Here, it's not. So it's just Monday through Friday. Oh, God. I wish I'd not mentioned that. The mayor will be listening be going, Saturday? Never thought about that one. Hang on. Hmm. I bet you're so jealous. It's my third cup of tea this morning. Third cup of tea, and I'm loving every bit of it, every slurp of it. Uh, Love Island is still going. I suddenly realised yesterday, it's not like um, Celebrity Big Brother, where you get the uh, the subculture, and they go in there and they have to do tasks. In Love Island, they don't have to do anything at all. They just sit there droning on in their boring, monotone voices about nothing. About absolutely nothing. So what they've done now, they've brought in the partners of some people... And uh, and then the foul-mouthed um, uh, flight attendant, the one who's prepared to do just about anything by the look of it. One was in here the other day, apparently. One of them was in here, in this building. We've had it scrubbed and disinfected. It's fine now. We're OK. And luckily nobody was too affected. But, uh, but yeah, so the, uh, the stewardess was dumped after her little one-night stand. And now she's rounded on the other girl and rounded on the bloke. I mean, what? Sad. It is sad because they're so... I mean, for a stewardess and she can't find anybody. Mind you, having seen how revolting she is, I'm not at all surprised. Horrible people. Absolutely horrible. And they seem to think that when they come out, having been on television, wandering around in their never-ending supply of bikinis, that people are going to go, oh, you're really famous. And I'm thinking, it's just tragic, isn't it? The sooner the girl from Blackpool goes back up there and starts working properly as opposed to faffing around in a bikini. They had one on this morning the other day. Did they not realise that they're, they're, they're taking the Michael out of them? I'm sorry, we're going to have you blowing up inflatables. 
Oh, right, yeah, I can do that, yeah. It is, it's like Fern McCann, only just slightly more junior version of them. They've all got... And then um, Gemma Collins had a breakdown the other day. She turns up to do an interview with, I think, Now Magazine, and it turns out that the publisher hadn't sent the interviewer a copy of Gemma's amazing tone about our be diva, or how to just stuff your face every day and have sex with Arge, but, you know, that would be a very short book. So they've tried to make it a bigger book by saying, this is how you become a diva. Anyway... Uh, because the interviewer didn't have the book, Emma threw the sorry Gemma threw the mother of all mothers, and uh, so if if you read my book you would know this, but haven't got the book. Okay, so what's your favourite book? Well, if you read it you would know, wouldn't you? And so she said, I'll arrange for them to send you a copy, and then you'll know for next time. I thought, who's interested? That's not you being a diva. That's just you being rude. Rude and vulgar. But there again, that's what we expect from you. So, you know, I wouldn't be remotely interested in interviewing you. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm looking for people who've got some sort of talent. And your your talent is, is so minimal. I don't even know what it is. You can't design clothes. You can't really do a day's work. You're rude to people. You're offensive. You haven't actually managed to last on any, any reality shows any length of time, have you? So what what is your claim to fame, dear? You're just the fat bird that you think everybody likes. Your best move was falling down that manhole cover thing. That was the best thing ever. It's a shame it didn't go further. You could have popped out the other end into Narnia or something like that. But uh, And then they said, oh, they're going to put her on a baking programme. Why are people pandering to this girl? Somebody rude and disgusting like that, picking on some poor reporter because your publisher, Gemma, didn't bother sending her a copy of the book. Why don't you find a better publisher next time? If there is a next time. Uh, Davey says, you're turning on the Blackpool Illuminations. Uh, I think this year it's just a torch, isn't it? It's just people are going to be given torches. Do you know what I love? Have you seen this thing that they do sometimes on the television? Bradley Walsh does this programme where they have lots of different groups on and West End shows. And they give all the audience a wristband. So they all put a wristband on, but they're all controlled by a central computer. So as they're waving, they can activate the wristband, which lights up, all in different colours. So it can go from blue, red, green, multicolours, flashing, doing... I thought that... I want that for my next show. I want that for my next show. That's, that's right, you get them for Coldplay as well. You, did you buy it there or something? Or they, you gave, yeah, they gave it to these people. I think because they're just cheap. And they've obviously got some little sensor in it. But uh, I thought first time I saw it, I thought, that's brilliant. I think actually it was the Pet Shop Boys that used it first and a few other people uh, picked up on it. OK, listen, I've got to take a very quick break because I'm really, really late. But I don't care. I don't care. It's it's Wednesday. Who cares? Goodness sake, it's going to be a hot, sultry day. And um, I'm just going to just go, just kind of relax and chill out. If I was by the sea, I'd probably dabble my feet in it. But uh, I don't want to do that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sheila Hancock, the actress, says she's way too common for a damehood. She, doesn't, she thinks they only give them to people who are sort of, uh, sort of upper class. So... <laughs> Oh, David Beckham's not getting anything anytime soon, is he? I don't think so. Uh, fury at the airport parking fees now for waving off loved ones. So, in other words, if you pull in and you stand there chatting, there's going to be somebody at all the airports I've ever been to who's coming issuing tickets. I'm emptying the car as quick as I can. All right, come on. Go on, blimey, honestly. OK, love you, love you. He's writing a ticket. Love you more. Off you go. Go on, go quick, go quick. Terrible. Cheryl Baker's opened up about her Bucksfizz pals ordeal. She thinks she's got... Um, some sort of uh, mouth cancer, which means she might have to have her tongue removed, which means she might not be able to sing. So uh, that's not exactly the best news. Uh, also, the transgender victory over the pension rules. Seedy um, Love Island's Adam. They're all seedy. One of the girls on there exhibits herself on the internet. She's Chav, 
Uh, well, she must be, because nobody classy would want to do anything like that. It's just disgusting. You know, people pay her money and she'd get a kit off. What's she doing on television? This is some free advert for sort of those people in the sex industry. Can't think of any other reason. Uh, when stars collide and fall in love, it's not always the best thing. And they've got lovely pictures of people whose marriages have collapsed. Because they always do. They're all saying, oh, we think the, the first marriage from Love Island is going to be Danny Dyer, the daughter, and, uh, and some bloke on there. And you think, no, not when he's outside and he's realised that there's a whole world out there. You don't want to be stuck with her, for God's sake. She'll be dumped, as fast as you could say, EastEnders. I promise you. Iron Maiden are being sued for £2 million for allegedly stealing some of their best-known hits. If somebody can prove that they wrote it or they gave them an idea, well, then, you know, you'd have a, you'd have a good case, I should imagine. Uh, also, 14 reasons why this is the best summer ever. And uh, a green light for criminals. If it's a sentence of less than a year, they say, don't bother sending somebody to prison. What's the point of that, then? Why don't we just sort of have a nation of sort of, you know, drug runners and things like that? No point, is there? Uh, Zoe Ball says booze was going to kill her, so she stopped. And I think, I think she's gone about two years. Two years. Uh, also, I could tell you how today to get a fake EU identity card. And um, and Channel 4 wants another bite of Bake Off. Secret talks to keep the ratings hit. As long as they don't have that dreadful bloke from the mighty Boosh, whatever his name is, Noel Fielding, about as funny as ditch water. I mean, so unfunny, so naff, so... Please don't put him on the television ever again. Really boring, tedious, ghastly. Uh, there's also um, a DJ. Uh, I didn't know she was a DJ, but apparently she is, and she, she works on, a, on Radio 1. And she's getting loads of coverage in the papers. Sadly, not for being on the radio. They're basically just being used as a vehicle so she can flog her clothing collection and just about anything else she can get her hands on. As I say, she had a, a thing for her clothes the other night and a real A-list of people turned up. Chloe Sims. Amber Davis. You know, it was really... So all you needed was Molly King to complete the set of Deadbeats and that was it. So no mention of her actually being on the radio at all, really. They might as well just not bother putting her on there. Uh, living as a character in EastEnders is more expensive than in any other soap because they say the price of the houses has gone up quite significantly. We were talking this morning, me and my driver, about how expensive it is to buy property in London. I mean, it's just ludicrous. The prices are absolutely madness. How anybody affords to do it. You watch. In, he said in 15 years' time, London will look completely different because they're now talking about the high streets because the shops are closing. The only people who afford to be there are the big multinational coffee chains because they're mainly not paying what they're supposed to be paying because it's all wheels within wheels and it's all clever, creative accounting. And, uh, and they're now suggesting that all these empty shops are turned into houses. What, living on the high street? What on earth would you want that? People weeing in your doorway. Oh, dreadful. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to five. Uh, somebody says, I, uh, I know you live by the Thames like me, so I really need your input. Where have all the white ducks gone? Uh, we don't have any white ducks. We have swans, but we don't have any white ducks. Um, we haven't had white ducks for ages. We have mallards. We have the Egyptian ducks. We've got the, um, those other horrible things that make a mess all over the place. The Canada geese. They're very noisy. And, uh, and swans up at Kingston. Oh, God, there must be about 100 swans up there. But no, no, we don't have the, the, white, the white ducks. And, uh, Steve, I agree with you about fielding. But the most unfunny funny man on television has been Michael McIntyre, said Joel. Isn't that funny? So I think he's brilliant. I love watching Michael McIntyre. I think he's, sort of, he's, he's got that, that cheeky, chappy look about him. 
And and he can get away with sometimes the rudest things because he looks so shocked that he's actually uh, actually said it. Uh, Shane has bought a whole series of Only Fools and Horses from the UK. $49. Great buy in Australia. The cheapest one was $89. All oh, right. Uh, Irene, she's only good weed killer. Um, I know a joke about that, but I can't uh, can't use it on the programme. Uh, this one just has to look at weeds. No, they're all, I think they're all good. All, they, all, all my ones are brilliant. I just do a spray. <laughs> Kills them within hours, I think. Hours. Uh, Chris, nice to hear you. Thank you. And Ian and Mandy are on their way to work at Heathrow. Well, somebody's got to. We were complaining about that this morning, me and my driver, talking about all these people who are asleep in the daytime, when in fact, really, they, they should be going out looking for a job. But I don't think they want to do work. This woman on the pavement, quite clearly, had never done a day's work. And was sort of just in the middle of the pavement, which was which was really odd. That's why it was it was noticeable because people had to walk round her to avoid actually treading on her. And I thought, but she should be working. Why has nobody got her working? Yeah, you could still live on the streets. You must be. There are kitchens. You can clean pots and pans or road sweep, and they give you an outfit and all the rest of it. What's the matter with that? Just that people don't seem to want to work nowadays. Killer heat wave. It's going to get worse. Going to get worse. They've said it'll get to that stage where it becomes dangerous to go out there, so there is no chance I'm going out there at all. So, so far, we've got three dead, uh, a 13-year-old boy missing in a lake, and the train's in chaos, so some of the tracks have started buckling. I mean, luckily, my train, we, we, we did get a bit of a speed-up yesterday going home, which was quite nice, but uh, I'm not holding out much hope for this boy in the lake. Two of them managed to get to safety, but um, that's the trouble. It's like quarries, isn't it? You read of kids going swimming in quarries, and you think, you don't, I never understand how they, they get themselves caught. I really don't know how they get caught unless there are weeds down there that they get themselves entangled in because they always go, oh, three of them went in and they only found one and then they found the other two. But this is a a 13-year-old boy. You would have thought at 13 that they would know not to go swimming in these places. But you can put signs up and people ignore it. It wouldn't make any difference if you put a, a sign up saying, danger, deep water, chance of being killed. And it's still, they think it's, you know... The other day we had the picture in the paper of all the deer in Richmond Park standing in the middle of a pond because it was obviously the coolest place to be and I should imagine the, f- the flies everywhere must have been intensive. Here they are, the wags. Come on, England. Come on, England. And all the wags are out there. My God, they're rough. They are wags. They are wives and girlfriends. I don't know what wags is. Wives and girlfriends of sportsmen, is it? Or something like that. I don't know what it stands for. Generally cheap. Uh, And here's here's a picture of them all. And so funny, when you actually see them, my God. I mean, Rebecca Vardy, you're too old to be wearing a skirt that length, dear. You're way too old. I mean, it's just not you. And also, you suddenly realise when you're lined up with everybody... It's not the most flattering picture I've ever seen of any of these poor people. There are two at the end... And uh, they did tell us who they were, actually, but I, I can't remember. They look like they're sort of absolute wags, you know, which is sort of cheap renter, renter boob. And uh, they've all got their outfits on. But the trouble is, nobody looks classy. Not one. But poor old Rebecca Vardy looks like she's had the, the work done, but it's not quite worked sideways. You know, the hair looks ropey. In fact, nobody here looks brilliant out of... The, and there's three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, there's nine of them. I couldn't even find ten. And, um, and and there's nobody. If somebody's saying you're going to have a picture taken, wear your best outfit, you'd be going over the top. Especially as Rebecca Vardy, we're told, hired a private plane. This is, this is a woman who's got no money. She's got no money. She's spending her husband's money. She was just, you know, working in a cocktail bar. And uh, with two children from a previous relationship, now another two. But she obviously rec- reckons herself on being somebody. But uh, she's not... They've been married a short time. I think they got married in, like, 2016. 
So it's really not very long, and she's obviously trying to establish herself as somebody interesting. But, uh, not work. When you see the pictures, you'll realise exactly what I mean. Uh, over in Love Island, Love Island, because I know you like it. I know you'll like it. Uh, they say here, uh, Danny Dyer, they say it's a Love Island wedding. They've known each other two weeks. How stupid and pathetically simple are they? But poor old Danny died. That's the one that's got like little girl voice. Like, like, like talks like Gemma Collins, only about a third of her size. But apparently bookmakers Coral have cut the odds on the stationary executive proposing to the barmaid from four to one to ten to one. Their favourite to win the show. God, that'll not last when he's on the outside. This is a, just remember it's a game. OK, so you have to remember that Jack Fincham, he's not interested in Danny Dyer. All he's got to do is go, I love you, babe. I really love you. And just act his way out of the paper bag for a, for a few weeks. But uh, Coral's Harry Aitkinhead said, we can't rule out their whirlwind romance ending in a proposal before the year's out. Really? Good Lord, honestly. They must be more stupid than the bookies now than I've ever imagined before. Uh, and then hated hunk Adam Collard is to come face to face with his ex... Sexy Claudia Proctor is jetting into Mallorca to spark carnage. She's like glamour model and she's holding her knickers up so you can see that she, she's willing to take them off for anybody. She's not fussy, this one. And she did pictures of herself preparing to travel. She posed with cocktails and, uh, and her boobs hanging out. So she sounds absolutely ideal for Love Island because that's all it's about. We've already had one couple having a bit of How's Your Father? And that's... Um, uh, poor old uh, Megan Barton Hanson. Uh, she made her move on Coupled Up Wes Nelson. That could mean curtains for Laura. Laura is furious. Fluous. If she was flying on Laura's plane, because Laura's like cabin crew, if she was flying on the plane, Laura wouldn't serve her. She'd, she'd skirt round her. Because Laura's a nasty little piece of work at the best of times. Mind you, Megan Barton Hanser, they, they call her a man-eater. She performs on the internet, dear. She's available for about 20 quid. She'll take all her clothes off. She'll do whatever you want for 20 quid. She's not fussy. That's the sort of people that you're getting on this programme. And then they try and make it out to be something really interesting. I feel sorry for people like, you know, the, the Pip, Pips and the Hollies who have to interview them and keep a straight face. So I bet, you know, if once the mics are off and he goes, what a bimbo, what a bimbo. Uh, see, uh, John says, people dying in gravel pits. It's cold water, shock. People gasp and swallow water. The water's unexpectedly cold because of the depth. See, I never knew that. I just thought there was, there's always something underneath the water, though, isn't there? They always, because they always find them at the bottom of these uh, gravel pits. Who on earth would want that for a job? Really dreadful. So here she is, pictured yet again, the girl who nobody's ever heard on the radio. And nobody's ever passed comment on her, but it's uh, Maya Jama. And uh, she says, I lie down and eat as many crisps as I can to watch um, uh, Number One Love Island. She, li she likes Love Island, so that's good. And uh, so uh, she's eyeing a new career. She hasn't even got the first one off the ground yet. I'm a bit bored with her already. She's one of these turn up to the opening of a fridge. Oh, look, somebody's switched a torch on Maya. Quick, over here, get your picture taken. Nobody ever goes great radio presenter. Slightly disturbing. Uh, four hours, ten minutes from London Waterloo to Havant in Hampshire. The staff at Waterloo were brilliant, but not a manager on site, says Peter from Hailing Island. Island, Island. <laughs> Amanda, get these scumbags. This is Amanda Holden. And um, the footage shows the thugs trying to rob a mum and her young child. This happened in Richmond, southwest London. See them around my way, I'll be kicking them off the mopeds, hopefully into the path of oncoming vehicles. Amanda says, this was in Sandpits Road, TW10, 21st of June, 12.35, broad daylight. Some heroes in a lorry chased them off. Yep, yeah, 
if they've started moving out our way, I think we'll be arming ourselves. If I see anybody with a helmet on wearing all black and there's two of them on a scooter, I'll be I'll be filming. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We've managed to pass on loads of things to the police. Uh, so far, 430 a week over the past year, times the police have been uh, called out. It's not good enough, is it, really? It's just not good enough. We need to find uh, something, like in Manchester, where they actually caught them. Let's make them catch them here. Let's make them crash. That's what it has to be. Because otherwise, there is the, the, the police can't follow them in cars, so they've got to chase them on bikes. Like, you know, quad bikes or something. I don't know. Anything, really. Uh, or failing that, why can't they just use tasers? Can't we use tasers? Get them off the bikes? Of course, we'll probably find the mayor is defending them next. Uh, racing fan Derek Marsden celebrated a jackpot. He, he put a penny on. It was one of these bets. He's put... A penny on 247 different bets covering every possible outcome of eight races. So his total outlay was £2.47 and he picked up a jackpot of 27000 It's not bad, is it? Sounds a bit complicated for me but because uh, I don't understand anything like that. But he got 27000 quid, and I thought that was lovely. I thought that was really, really nice. Boris Johnson, picture in the paper. Why is it every time he opens his mouth, why do I always think now he's telling lies? Why do I always think that? Uh, also... I'll tell you that story. You're not going to like that one at all this morning. No, I promise you, you really wouldn't like the story. Uh, also, oh, yes. Is it Tesco who earn bookers? Who are the... Um, they, they do all the uh, cheap booze and stuff like that. It's a discount warehouse, bookers. It's a bit like Costco and something like that. But I think bookers is owned by Tesco. They put a limit on how much booze you can buy because of this shortage of CO2. So, in other words, for pubs and clubs and bars who go there to get all their stuff, they've absolutely uh, cut it back now. But we are also drinking more cider. I never liked cider. I never liked it. Snake bite, wasn't it? Cider and lager. Well, so a lot of pubs wouldn't actually serve that. But uh, And fruity flavours. Good Lord. Sales shot up by 56 million last year to more than 800 million as prices increased by 1.6%. Fruit shots are everywhere. You can't move for fruit shots. But, uh, you know, whether or not this uh, no CO2 is going to sort of impact everywhere, I don't know. Ben and Jerry's have got a new ice cream out. It's called Caramel Sutra. They're trying to do a play on words or something. It's only ice cream, isn't it? Looks quite nice. And, uh, oh, at Morrison's it's £4.80, but Aldi do a lookalikey, which is £2.49. <laughs> I, love, I love things like that. We get this one, but I like this one. This one turns out to be the, uh, the cheaper one. Still to come, when the stars collide and fall in love, it's not always heavenly. Yes, here they are, the stars for whom the relationship just fell apart. Oh, Coca-Cola has paused production. I saw some things the other day. Where did I see them? Where was I? Where was I? Little Coca-Cola bottles. Like little Coca-Cola bottles. Like tiny little... In glass. I nearly bought them just for the sake of going... Pretty little Coca-Cola, because I don't do fizzy drinks, but I just thought I'd buy them just to have... and sort of keep them in the fridge or something. Because I bought some lemonade the other day. It's not lemonade, it's just lemon juice with water. And I suddenly realised, in, in the fridge, when it's ice cold, oh, God, it's fantastic. Better than anything I can ever think of. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Wednesday. Racing through, racing through... We really are. Uh, Christine says, uh, love the show. Uh, she's in, is it TAFE KSA? Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Wow. Oh, I bet. She said, it's hot here. You, you would melt. Excellent air conditioning and don't go out. 
Three three week holiday home to lovely UK tonight. Yippee! I know. I always think that if you, if you're in a country which is boiling hot, um, it must get really boring. You know, even if you like the sun, even if you like the sun, it must get terribly. Although Dale loved it, sunbathing he lived for. Seriously, I mean, you, you go on holiday, and he'd be turning the sun lounge around so that he. Um, so that he could catch the rays from the sun. Me, I'd be covered in towels and shrouds and everything else. I couldn't bear it. And I'd go, I'm just going to go and sit inside or sit under a parasol, anything. Phil Vickery's back with us. I think he's been to Mexico. I think he must have been filming over in Mexico. So what, what delightful food today do we get, young Phil? Do we get something interesting? I don't what I could eat now. I always used to miss that thing they did in Pret-a-Manger. I don't do it anymore now. And it was like um, a croissant cut in half with a, a hot dog with drizzled cheese over the top of it. It was delicious. It was absolutely... And then they stopped doing it. Why do they stop doing the things that I like and they end up with all the things I don't want? I don't want a pano chocolat, thank you very much indeed. I'm not remotely interested. When the stars collide and fall in love, it's not always heavenly. So for Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they got divorced in 2016. She filed for divorce and got a restraining order saying Depp had been mentally and physically abusive to her throughout the marriage. And uh, But I thought she was gay. You see, I get confused by these sort of things. And um, so he paid out five million, which she split between two charities. He kept properties in L.A., Paris and the Bahamas, as well as a collection of more than 40 vehicles. Uh, he said, I was as low as I believe I could have gotten. I couldn't take the pain every day. She said nothing. Uh, uh, she said nothing. Heard has only ever reposted their joint statement. So there you go. Professor Green, not his real name, um, and uh, Millie McIntosh, they just looked a bit creepy together. He was way out of his depth. Uh, so there you go. Heard publicly came out at Glad's 25th anniversary event and stated, I don't label myself as one way or another. I've had successful relationships with men and now a woman I love who I love. It's the person that matters. So she's bi. OK, it makes it... Well, why don't they just come out and say, I'm bi? Stop faffing around like a silly old tart going, I don't like to label myself one way or the other. Well, I tell you what, let's call you a wag then, shall we? Girls, truth, honestly. You know, they become so precious, don't they? What are you, dear? Actress. Oh, right. Over here, glam model. You know, over there, actress. Same sort of thing. Same sort of thing. Both, both exhibit yourselves. Paul McCartney and Heather Mills, the dreadful Heather Mills, introduced by, I think it might have been Piers Morgan. And that was at... Uh, uh, at some event where he suddenly realised after a while, mad as a fruitcake, uh, she asked for £125 million on the divorce. Uh, she got uh, offered 15.8. The judge eventually awarded her 24.3. He said, love is all you need. She says, I've had worse press than a paedophile or a murderer and done nothing but charity for 20 years. Yes, of course. As her father said of her autobiography, it's purely a work of fiction. You know, all the stuff she talked about, most of it was just sort of poorly made up, I'm afraid. But uh, that was Heather Mills for you, you know. Whereas, in fact, there was always talk in Fleet Street of what Heather Mills's real job was. And uh, people were always very suspect about her. She owned a cafe in Brighton, I seem to remember. And that closed down due to lack of interest, which wasn't very good. Mel B and Stephen Belafonte, they've already been to court, haven't they? Uh, she spent 500000 on the case and coughed up £6.5 to him. As part of the agreement, they had sex tapes which had to be destroyed. Gonna be sick again. That was like Gemma Collins, you know. She apparently has a sex tape, and uh, yeah, most people absolutely laughed themselves stupid the other day. 
And uh, Madonna and Guy Ritchie, he was sort of her little bit of rough, except he wasn't rough at all, was he? In fact, he was he was better healed than she could ever imagine. His uh, his parents come from, you know, very good, very good stock. Brad Pitt and Angelina, mad as a fruitcake. Jolie, how many more children can we adopt? How mad is she? Well, she twisted old William Hague round her little finger. Um, he was like a lapdog. It was embarrassing to watch, very embarrassing to watch. So, you know, don't believe all these marriages. If they start parading themselves in the papers, you know you're on a hiding to nothing. Back to it this morning, says Phil. That's what we like to hear. You must have been away for ages and ages, ages and ages. Because the other day we had, we had it all going on on the programme. We had sort of uh, Jamie Oliver and uh, then my other friend who was writing in, who was trying to organise cars and all sorts of things. <laughs> Life is so mad at times. It really, I mean, sometimes you think this, you know, people say it's a really crazy world, this sort of world called radio, and they're not wrong. Not for everybody. You know, for some people, it's probably an absolute nightmare and a millstone around their neck. For other people, they just go into work and have a, have a bit of fun. Wendy in Florida says, I saw somebody called Danny Dyer on a TV programme the other day. Can't remember what it was, what a foul-mouthed individual he is. Every other word was the foot word, word, and he was so disgusting and uncouth, I turned off. Yes, yeah, he's, that's what he does. He, he can't speak without going through swear words. But um, and then, and the daughter can barely speak. So, um, Steve, uh, I've been to Barbados. It's super hot, much worse than the UK. So I just don't do the heat thing. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm falling apart in the heat. If I could have any job at the moment, I'd be an ice cream man. I'd be a Mr. Whippy, you know, doing, doing the soft ice cream with sprinkles and everything else. Oh, I love it. I love the idea of having one of those nice machines that you could do it. They make, do you know how much these, these ice cream vans make? A lot of money. Thousands on a good day. If you're parked in a good spot in London, most of them are illegal around the museums. They're, they're parked illegally. The police come along and they move them on and they just go somewhere else. They just find out where all the crowds are, turn on the thing. And, um, and they've all got ice cream stores and they keep it all in there. I just do certain lollies. OK, I've got raspberry, strawberry, peppermint, banana coconut water, anything like that. All, all the lollies. And then we just do the squirty ice cream, which comes out of the machine when you pull the handle. I think that's quite nice. And that comes in three flavours. I'd have it in three flavours. Vanilla, strawberry and chocolate. You know, somebody somebody be clever, go, can I have all three? Yeah, of course you can. I quite fancy that idea. I think that would be a nice thing. William the Peacemaker. This is uh, William, the Duke of Cambridge, cast in the unfamiliar role of Middle East Peacemaker when Israel's president asked him to take a message of hope to the Palestinian premier. But... Um, it's very interesting. He, he found himself being drawn into the complex politics of the region. I shouldn't imagine he's got the faintest idea just how complex it can be. But uh, he was uh, laying a wreath at a Holocaust service uh, the other day. It was it was just some of the sort of language he was using, like this must be this is terrifying and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Zoe Ball in all the papers today, telling you that she's been two years sober, so she's very pleased about that. Also, the hottest day is still to come as roads melt. I said they would the other day. You can always tell when you're driving down them. It's... I was debating this morning whether or not I could buy a white car. If I could buy a white car. And, and then a friend of mine said, you can't buy a white car. It makes it look like you're a wedding car. And I said, would it? I don't know if I'm in it. Would they sort of think wedding car? Probably not. But uh, I, I, I quite fancy the idea. Uh, Steve, in this weather with hanging baskets, get a bucket of water. Put the basket with the plants in it for about two minutes and hang them back up so they drip dry and do that every day. I don't know. I, I can't lift my baskets. They weigh a ton. Seriously. Talking of Twickenham ducks, have you seen the ducks at Orleans House Gallery that live on the roof? Uh, no, ducks will go anywhere. You know why? There'll be a nest up there. There'll be a nest up there. We, we've had to stop them. 
because we don't we don't want them. Lovely though it is, first time round, they've called them Dr. Orleans, returning to the Orleans House Gallery. Of course, you know, the only good duck is uh, wrapped between a couple of pancakes. What? The little bit of hoisin sauce. They're not cute. At all. Take my word for it. They're not blooming cute. You think they are. I promise you. Once you've got them, you'll never bloody get rid of them. Because they'll go back there. I told you ours. First time they appeared years ago. First time. Two of them. Because we had a big pond and there was water and they quite liked the idea. And, and I had some empty pots on the wall. Terracotta pots. And I walked past it. And I thought, earth was that? And I looked in. There's a duck. And he kept popping her head up. She was sitting on 13 eggs. And I came home one day, and this was on a wall, and they'd all hatched. And we had 13 bloody ducklings all over the place. So I took pictures. It's all very sweet. People go, oh, isn't that lovely? I'm going, no, it's not. Because uh, she would fly down into the car park and would call them to drop like stones because they float, because they're just like a little bit of bundle of feathers and all the rest of it. Unfortunately for us... We forgot that we've got drainage within the building, that the water goes down, but goes into the building and goes down. So once the ducklings disappeared, that was the last we ever saw of them because you couldn't get them out. So we managed on one of the things. They fell in. No, no. Quick, block all these things off to stop them going in there. She's downstairs going. And I'm shouting, go away. And all this kind of stuff. And so then we had to call round this this place, which came round and rescued them. They had to dismantle piping to take them out, so they fell into the net. Oh, no. So the second year, I learnt very quickly. Turn the pots upside down so they will not come back. It's like pigeons. They'll come back. You know how disgusting and filthy pigeons are. The vermin of the airwaves. They really are the most disgusting. But the, the Duck Diolians, named after the 19th century former resident of Orleans House, and the only thing they've got left is this is the corner building. The rest of it has disappeared a long while ago. But it's appeared on the roof uh, of the coach house each year for the past five years. And uh, the local community are delighted. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they call it the, 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 the partner, the Duck Chess. The local community delighted to have them back again. You're joking. They're not delighted at all. It's a horrible thing. You don't. Well, first time round, lovely. Two years down the line, no thank you. If ever I see any ducks or pigeons around, they get short, sharp shrift, ladies and gentlemen. No hanging around on my property, thank you very much indeed. Right, we're taking a short break for the news at five o'clock. It's nice to have your company. You've got eight more heat waves. Count them. I wouldn't bother doing an advent calendar. You won't have the strength to do anything there. Uh, five arrested. After the £100,000 wrecking spree at the brewery, they've arrested five people. Zoe Ball says booze was going to kill her, so she stopped. A knighthood for Barry Gibb, the only one surviving out of the Gibb boys, so congratulations to him. How to save the high street, apparently turned shops into homes. Boris Johnson, forget about it. William the Peacemaker, I think they're over-impressing him on this one. Agony for the hay fever sufferers. Text and emails make letter writing a dying art. The transgender victory over the pension rules. And 14 reasons why this is the best summer ever. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, it must be vile if you suffer from hay fever. It really must be dreadful. You feel all blocked up and sneezing. Is it just sneezing that people with hay fever do? I get a lot of people sneezing on the trains. Really? With the AP? Oh, right. A lot of sneezing there. Does Nick... Oh, does he... Oh, right. I thought Nick would have had a machine or something like that to sort of deal with it. But apparently the pollen count has rocketed. Uh, And the advice coming out from the emergency services is saying, do not swim in rivers and open water. Um, They're looking for this 13-year-old boy at the moment, but they say hope 
uh, to find him is fading. They always say if they've not found somebody after after two days, well, generally after about 24 hours, then we're looking at something a bit more serious. Uh, a friend who tried to save uh, one of the other ones says, I jumped in and swam out to help. I got to him, but he started to drag me under. That was all. We did um, life-saving at school where you had to turn somebody on their back and swim because sometimes they, they fight you off and they try and drag you under as well. Why you want two people to drown? I've got no idea. But the advice is don't go near open water. Uh, Gavin says, we've had little Coke bottles and cans for years. In ca- I've never seen the little Coke bottles. I thought they looked so sweet. And because they were glass, I was even more impressed. But I'm blowed if I can remember where I saw the blooming things. I might have to go back and buy them today, just because I thought they looked a bit novel. It's an odd thing to want to do, isn't it, really? And then I thought, a little tight... I mean, because I don't don't drink Coca-Cola or any fizzy drinks or anything like that. But uh, avoiding the increasing sugar taxes, says Gavin. Thank you. And uh, Shane says, sorry to hear about the fires. We put up with them every summer here in Australia. Yeah, this is Saddleworth Moor. Saddleworth Moor is very famous because we think that there is a young man buried out there that was Keith Bennett. Keith Bennett was uh, one of those who was murdered years ago and it was always said that he was buried up on Saddleworth Moor. Now, if the moor is on fire, that might throw up some secrets. We don't know. I mean, we really don't know because we can't find any answers at the moment. But uh, they, they put the fire out once, but then because of the intense heat, back it came again. I've seen the fires that you have over in Australia. I mean, th- this one over here looks bad. It does look bad. They've had to evacuate so many people who've got houses... Uh, for whom the the fire was racing towards them. Don't mess with fire or anything like that. Take my word for it. Uh, Steve says, Jan, uh, I was watching Dale in Florida last night. He went on this truck thing into the Everglades. It was rough travelling. He had asked them to go back as he wasn't well. He said he was going to be sick. Later in the programme, he mentioned it again and said uh, that his orange... Having said that, the orange completely drained from his face and he went a bit white. But uh, he had your penchant for nice cars. Oh, he loved his cars. Loved it, Charles. He showed that by touching the Rolls-Royce figurine, Spirit of Ecstasy on the front, the thing disappeared into the bodywork. Yeah, that's what they did. You sort of touched it and it, it vanished inside because people went through a phase of trying to sort of pinch them. But uh, I had one as well in my car, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a Rolls. It was a, a Bentley. Thing. Somebody tried to prise it out, but of course you can't prise it out. So all they did was they actually put, you know, sort of, um, screwdriver marks around the thing because they thought that you could prise it up, but it's it's connected into the into the body of the engine. I mean, they're obviously a bit thick, these people. But uh, they didn't get it. But uh, it is amazing, Jan, you're quite right. Oh, no, he, he loved cars far more than I did. Oh, I have another friend at the moment who, who is even more into cars than I ever thought possible. I mean, he, he's seriously got a collection of these uh, nice, nice cars. Isn't Gemma Collins going into the Crystal Maze? I hope she's going to fall into it. I mean, I can't imagine her being... What's the point of putting her on that? She's far too stupid. We're having a quick check. Uh, Andy's Murray, Andy Murray's mum was pretty bad when she went in, got locked into every room. Is she? Gemma Collins. What would you put Gemma? She can't run, so there's no put. She'll have to waddle between the rooms. And she wouldn't. she's not intelligent enough. You've got to have a modicum of intelligence to try and work out some of these things. It's just most of it is just a load of old baloney that they come up with. They go, oh, she's yeah, MasterChef we thought she might be doing, but we're not sure about that one either. And uh, who needs music? says Trucker Joe. Tad Foggy out there to all the drivers out and about. Stay safe. Yes, you should if you've done the motor. God, I saw some dreadful driving the other day. Dreadful driving. 
The amount of people who drum, uh, jump lights now is almost phenomenal. We had a big accident in Twickenham. It was a cyclist who jumped the lights, of course. And so I have no sympathy at all. Anybody who jumps lights and totally ignores them, you get what, what you ask for. And this one, we had blood all over the blooming place. They had to put that. You can always tell when there's a bad accident. They put down this sort of silver-coloured sand all over the road to sort of soak up the blood. And it was all over the pavement and everything else. Find these scumbags. These are two mopeds in... Uh, in, well, one one moped. But as I say, wouldn't, what you want to do, you want to wrestle them to the ground, sit on the, These scaffolders, they weren't wasting any time. They ran over there immediately holding iron bars. That's what it's going to come to, I'm telling you, because they, they were targeting a mother and child. And um, they uh, sort of drew up on this sort of moped thing. You want to literally pull them to the ground, rip their helmets off, take photographs of them, and then sit on them until the police arrive. You know, and we're looking for serious, serious... 420... 420 calls the police got in one week. This is in Richmond, this one was. But the scaffolders, well, I don't really hold scaffolders in any particular high regard, but if they do things like this, I'm all in favour. Sort these little toe rags out. The paper called them scumbags. I think that's possibly a polite word for them. Not very pleasant people at all. They'll target anybody. They don't care. They'll rip things off your arm. They'll break your fingers if necessary. So let's give them a taste of their own medicine. And these scaffolders obviously thought that they could. I like it when they get their comeuppance. It always makes me smile. But I'm very mindful. I keep saying to people, if you're standing by the side of the road, I don't care where you are, don't stand there on your telephone. Because if you're not aware of what's on around you, there is a very good chance that you might get robbed. And I wouldn't like to think that anybody who listened to this programme was not uh, aware of exactly what goes out on the streets. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got quickly? Oh, Moon Hero Buzz. I'll do that one a bit later, actually, with the family. He's in a fight with them over his cash. They, they want it. He doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want them to have it. Uh, also, the fire chief sobbing at the Grenfell film. Also, uh, Boris Becker has made a point of publicly wishing a strange model wife Lily a happy birthday. Uh, they split up. I often wonder. It is that old question. What was it about the former multi-millionaire tennis player that first attracted you? You know, and unfortunately, you know, <laughs> um, top British tenor Russell Watson revealed two audience members recently walked out of one of his concerts, bizarrely believing him to be an imposter. They, they, they went and complained. They wanted their money back. They thought uh, that uh, Russell was more portly and a lot older. They reckoned that this one was a tribute artist. I didn't know there was a tribute artist for Russell Watson. In fact, there probably isn't. But uh, I quite like that. He's, he's due to be coming in to see me, I think, for In Conversation. I mean, I can't believe he's got grown-up children. I really can't. Uh, Steve, um, there is no spirit of ecstasy on the Bentley because it's Bentley and not a Rolls-Royce. I didn't say it was spirit of ecstasy. The spirit of ecstasy is on the, is on the Rolls. You really must get some. Get them syringed. Because if, if you can't hear properly, it's going to be a bit embarrassing. But mine uh, was exactly the same. It sort of disappeared inside the bonnet, but it's not a spirit of ecstasy. It's the, it's the Bentley logo. I have to explain things to everybody nowadays. Why do I get the people on medication? Why can't I have somebody who's normal? This one here. Uh, somebody says, I bought a, a nice car yesterday. Uh, I still can't sleep because of the excitement. A Porsche 911 Carrera 4S. Oh, God, how mad. Uh, no, if you like that kind of thing, I wouldn't buy a Porsche. Not my sort of car at all. But there again, you know, I'm not a car person, so I'm the worst person to try and sort of say, oh, I bought a nice... And also, I've never been excited over a car. I've never bought a car, brand new or otherwise, and gone, oh, so excited, I can't sleep. So excited. In fact, if anything, I worry about it more. I worry about it more. I seriously do. But, I mean, now, I, I couldn't care less. I see a car. I never test drive them. 
and uh, I just buy it, get in it, and that's the first time I've ever driven it. Pigeons are still God's creatures. They are evil, and they must be destroyed. I just pray you don't come back as one in the afterlife. There is no afterlife. There is no coming back as a pigeon. God, what are you on? I tell you, I get them. You're on asparagus, aren't you? I can tell. I hope you don't come back as a pigeon in the afterlife. Well, I will. I'm coming back to haunt you straight away. I shall sit outside your window all night and then invite all my friends to come and sit on the roof of the house. And just basically, you'll be frightened to put washing out in the garden. Uh, My hay fever hell, says Sandra, sneezing, itchy eyes and um, uh, itchy eyes, sorry, Uh, uh, itchy mouth, palate, itchy ears. Nothing working. Can't take too much medication as you're asleep within hours. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Really sounds horrible. Not not uh, not nice. Not nice. So for anybody suffering, very sorry. A friend of mine has just tuned in. He said, have you been talking about the Bentley Flying Bee? I've had. He said, had towel turmoil. What's towel turmoil? What's towel turmoil? I've never had towel turmoil. I love towels. I, c- I could be into the, into the art of buying a lot of towels. I like towels. I keep changing the hand towels every so often. I see a load of hand towels. They're only small. They're only a couple of quid each or something like that. It's like flannels. I buy loads and loads of uh, flannels. And they are, well, they're not really a one-use thing, but they, they, they don't seem to last as much as, or as long as they should be, really. I don't, oh, that looks lovely, doesn't it? Oh, where's that? Whose car's that? With the flying bee embossed everywhere. on the. Oh, that looks lovely. Where is that? That's very nice. Sorry, I'm just, just sitting here going, that's very... Oh, no, I was talking earlier on about whether or not I should buy um, a white Bentley. I looked at one. I quite like the wheels and I quite like the interior. I don't know if white is... Uh, I don't know if white is going to make it look a bit like a wedding car. That's a, they do get dirty, don't they, white cars? I don't know. And also, somebody said to... Who was it who said to me yesterday? Might have been you. You said, it's a bit sporty for your... Was it not you? Who did I speak to yesterday that said... No, it's not. Oh, that's right. It was my friend John. Well, my ex-friend. And um, and and he said, do you not think a white one, a sporty one, is a bit too young for you? Pfft, a bit too young, I ask you. A friend of mine says, ah, couldn't find a clean towel in the whole house. Wife had instigated a new towel rotation system. <laughs> then they do that in, you know, when you go on abroad on holiday and they always go, you know, if you want your towels changed, leave them on the floor. Whereas I used to be, I used to, I thought I was being quite good, actually. And I would fold them up and hang them over the towel rail. Because I think you can make a towel last three days, surely. Can't be that difficult. But some people wanted them changed every single day. And those people, you hope, never come back at all. Uh, Steve, do you think there will come a time, says Phil, uh, when these reality stars and TV programmes will disappear and not return? I'm sick to death of them popping up everywhere. Well, at the moment, they're, they're cheap. They're cheap programming. I think we've almost reached saturation point. Nobody's interested in these in these people who, you know, have some of them the morals of an alley cat at best. Uh, and at worst, they have no talent at all. But you're right. Eventually, I think it might fizzle out because it, Big Brother's, you know, literally scraping along. And it's like, it's like a snail that's doomed. It's sort of scraping along. They can't find any celebrities. So they have to stick in a few people from overseas. And um, and some of them are just... They're just not even celebrities. It's like people... I mean, most of the time, I think they're dead. No idea that some of these people were still living. And they go, oh, yes, yeah, so-and-so is tried, coming on here to show people the real them. I thought we didn't like them first time round. Why would we want to be shown the real them? Having told you about Gemma Collins and her little meltdown with Now magazine over the fact that her book, Had to Be a Diva, uh, was not given to them. 
And so she threw a bit of a strop. But there again, she's just a silly old woman, isn't she? A silly, single old woman who's likely to remain so for the very near future. It's just, you know, she's not a diva. She's just a very rude person, I'm afraid. And uh, I don't believe any of the magazines or anybody should even bother putting her on there. She's not a diva. She doesn't even know what it means. That's why you couldn't put her on Crystal Maze. I mean, she's far too stupid for things like that. Um, Why do people carry their phones in their hands everywhere when not using it? If they get mugged, what do they expect? I don't know. I don't know. I've offered the advice. Please don't, you know, take your, uh, uh, you know, phones out and stand on the street. But people do. You know, nobody's going to mug you on a train, put it that way. Well, having said that, touch wood. Because I think you're going to be sort of, you know, that'd have to be somebody running through the car. And there's no room. Trains are so packed nowadays that there's no room for somebody to do. What do they call it when they all sort of run through a train? They do it in shopping centres. There's a name for people who sort of run through and sort of provoke panic. And uh, But you can't do it on a train because it's far too big. Uh, well, sorry, we're trying to run through. Go away. Don't be so stupid. Yes. And also the trains are full of CC And the buses full of CCTV. So at least they can play it back after you've been mugged and go, this is the person we're looking for. It doesn't take long to find them. Very, very quickly. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. It's called steaming. When people run through, they do it in shopping centres and... Sorry, take the shoes off. And uh, Kevin told me that and, uh, and Michelle in Catford. So it's mass mugging. Steaming. Thank you. I couldn't, just couldn't remember the word, actually. And, uh, Steve, are you turning into Barbara Cartland? God, I do hope not. She's dead. Uh, she was the first person to have a white Rolls Royce. Oh, she can't have been. Can't have been. Must have been loads of other people had white Rolls Royces. How do you keep cool in the heat? That was BBC Radio Nottingham and BBC Shropshire's phone-in. That'll be... I bet that kept them going, didn't it? BBC Local Radio. OK, how do you keep cool in the heat? Well, I live in a fridge. <laughs> I'm speaking to you from Iceland. I don't go out. My favourite lolly is a strawberry mivy. What's your favourite lolly? Call the vicar now. He's here for the next couple of hours and uh, looking forward to seeing you at St Saviour's uh, maybe on Sunday morning. That'd be quite nice indeed. And uh, I must tell you that my wife, uh, she she enjoys uh, just a soft squidgy ice cream. She likes those a lot, actually. Mainly when I'm doing the, uh, the thing from the pulpit. You know, the sermon, just before we go round with the plate. Last week we did very well. We got £3.26 and two opal fruits. So uh, we're quids in on that one. But anyway, tomorrow, your favourite cake. My wife bakes cakes. And uh, please don't write in with this thing. I'm just uh, doing the Mickey take with BBC Local Radio. I'm sure they talk about other things as well. It's just that, you know, it always makes me laugh. that There is always the vicar who has a show on the radio. There will be somebody to do. And uh, today in the garden, I think what you need to do is uh, you should really be turning your tomatoes, shouldn't you, to sort of face the sun now. And uh, you'll have good crop for the winter. They were telling me how to do a clematis the other day. You cut it right down. And it was one advertised on the television on that programme on QVC where they have Richard Jackson, or, as he's known in the business, the man who you can't shut up. You know, he cannot keep quiet for more than two... He just cannot keep quiet. He has to butt in. It's as simple as that. It's uh, that's what he does. Uh, Steve, it's not the cold water all the time. It's because of all the rubbish left in the river. Concrete blocks, steel rods, even railway tracking dumped in the river can break your bones when you jump in. I used to jump off a bridge into the Thames, but I stopped after finding that I would never in a million years ever jump, um, you know, off a bridge into a piece of water. I just wouldn't do it. The guys at Eton used to jump off Eaton Bridge until something happened. River rubbish. You know, I, well, I agree with you. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. 
It's ridiculous. Uh, Francisco says, have you seen the picture of the England squad wag, especially the one in the orange cat suit? What a bunch of chavs. Oh, I mean, they really do look dreadful. They're pictured on the, the front of the uh, the Daily Mail today. And they're, and they're, and they're because Rebecca Vardy, because like, we all listen to what Rebecca Vardy says, don't we? Nobody does. Nobody does. Not even Rebecca Vardy realises some of the rubbish that emanates from that mouth. And they're all lined up. And obviously, somebody should have said to them, you know, do you have any nice outfits to wear? And this is what they've got. There's some poor girl, the second one in, who's sort of wearing a pair of jeans that really don't fit properly. The first one's wearing an outfit that must have come from a catalogue. Then they've got another... I mean, these people have got no idea on fashion. You know, you might be a wag because you've married somebody who's got a bit of money, because Rebecca Vardy can't be earning that much. And then she's wearing an outfit that looks better on maybe a 15-year-old. The woman behind her has got rips in the jeans but terrible hair. The one behind that is wearing a handbag that doesn't match. Why are you holding a handbag in a photo session? I've got no idea. The one behind that can't afford any clothes at all. And then the two at the end, on the extreme right-hand side, look as though they wandered out of the Croydon Youth Courts. I mean, seriously, they're the oddest people. I've never seen such a badly dressed bunch of people. And poor old Rebecca Vardy, the oldest now. Apparently, the one in the orange cat suit. Oh, that's an oh, that's an orange cat suit, is it? Is the partner the partner? That means you're not really going to commit yourself. Of defender Kyle Walker. Don't ever let her go out looking like that again. Model Annie Kilner, apparently, has three sons with Kyle Walker. They have five bedroom house in Cheshire. Already home to six-year-old Roman, two-year-old Rianne and nine-month-old Rain. So it's all the R. What is it with footballers and all the W's, all the R's, all the P's? And apparently Miss Kilner, 25, said she wanted a little girl because she felt outnumbered. They met in Sheffield and the fashion model... Fashion model? I've looked at a picture. You are joking me. Seriously, a fashion model? When was that? Apparently she was 16 and he was 19. She described their first meeting as love at first sight. Miss Walker, sorry, Walker, that's the footballer, now a £130,000 a week star of Man City, ran into trouble when it was revealed he'd been texting the old Playboy model Carla Howe when he was in France. The pair had allegedly met while at a penthouse uh, party and had been exchanging flirtatious texts. Anyway, what is she wearing? A very revealing catsuit by Revolve, which costs 163 quid. God, truth, love. And you're a fashion model? I don't believe it. I think you just put that down. Model mum and team full of boys. He's, of course, the the tattoo boy with the funny haircut. It looks like a bad transplant, doesn't it, really? But I'm sure they're really happy together. And she's obviously very happy enjoying his money. But uh, there she is. But that's never fashion. I know what fashion models look like. She couldn't be... Listen, just because you stick your boobs out, love, and you put on big glasses does not make you a fashion model. Seriously. I don't, I don't know. I mean, glamour may be. You know, and that's a different sort of modelling. You know, it, it fits into a different sort of genre. Uh, Steve, uh, I messaged you last week asking for your score prediction for the England match. Your producer got the correct results. So what's the prediction for tomorrow's match against Belgium? Yes, because we are, we, we are playing Belgique. And it'll be lovely. We'll, we'll, we'll do badly. Um, I'm suspecting it's going to be 2-1 to them. Oh, right. The producer goes 1-1. Because they're doing lots of changes. So, you see, he had inside knowledge. I didn't have inside knowledge. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying 2-1. Definitely to them. There's no chance we're going to win it, is there? No, not a cat in hell's chance, really. So uh, that's what it is for Belgium. And uh, Steve says, I- I'm sorry for leaving you so long with strange people, but it's a long way to Heathrow. Lovely roadworks there as they finish late. Hate the weather. Was supposed to work yesterday evening. But after a whole day of 30 plus degrees, I was so tired I decided not to. 
Um, also, uh, lovely temperature now. Fresh and cool, says Monica, the happy cabbie, waiting for the first passenger from Heathrow. So you're in the big feeder park, are you? Oh, gold. Uh, some of those clothes that cost a fortune look cheap and tacky. No, no, the clothes don't look cheap and tacky. The people wearing them make them look cheap and tacky. And she looks cheap and tacky. In fact, there's nobody who's got any class among all the wags. Because Rebecca goes, we are individual people. No, you're not, darling. You're a wag. You're only famous because you're, uh, you're either with a footballer or you married a footballer. You know, or you snared a footballer. There's no other reason. You're not going to be famous for any other reason, I think. Uh, Steve says, Derek, what odds will you give me... For England not winning the World Cup. What odds are we offering on England? Well, I mean, I can tell you we won't win the World Cup. It's very sweet of us to make an effort. But as I said to the boys yesterday, I sent a message over and I said, you might as well, you know, get, get the girls to start packing the bags. Because there's no... they all thought they'd go over there and people would be taking their pictures because they're such beauties. The trouble is in Russia, you know, most of the team members from, from Russia and the people in Russia are absolutely stunning looking you know it's like going to Sweden and finding somebody unattractive it really doesn't happen and so in the case of you know the England wags they do look as though they've been through the mill backwards you know they do look as though they're really rough and when they're not being photographed they look really awful uh green eating apples and root ginger blended with a drop of water says Joyce good for hay fever just a shot every morning Alex from Blackpool with a long day driving 525 Miles to Fife and back. Here's the sun rising. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, anything from 8 to 1 to 16 to 1 that England will win the World Cup? <laughs> no. Uh, whichever ones you fancy. So 8 to 1 to 16 to 1. Which ones you fancy aren't those? There's no chance. Absolutely no chance at all. Mind you, I don't, I'm erring on the side. Of, I don't even know who's in our team. I, don't, I, I know there's somebody called Harry who might be the... Harry Kane, and that's the only one I've heard of. The rest of them, I don't know where they are. Where's Bobby Charlton gone? Where have they all gone? Where are all these people? Where's, where's Gaza Gascoigne? Come on, he could be out there playing for England. Where's Beckham? You know, you know, what's he doing? What do these people do? Uh, is the lovely Bo Derrick still living? Who cares? And, uh, and Paolo says, uh, I forgot to say, well done, producer. You got the score right the other day. Hope it won you some cash. You're a creep, aren't you? And, uh, and he didn't, so there you go. And uh, Bo Derrick, very much alive. She's 61, but looks about 80. And uh, now in semi-retirement, I think the last film she did, uh, she was directed by John Derrick, wasn't she? The trouble is, she's not aged... For 61, she's not aged very well. Her real name's Mary Collins. You know, Bo Bo Derrick sounds a bit better, doesn't it? But I don't think for 61 she looks great. I think for 60... I I look better than than her, and I'm a bit... Well, anyway. And um, so she lives in Long Beach, California. And she's been a widow. She lives with an actor called John Corbett. And she does make occasional film, television and documentary appearances. In other words, she's available for any of those. That's what they generally do nowadays. But yes, Bo Derrick is still with us. Still with us. I mean, she, to be honest with you, she was never a great actress. She was only known for getting her boobies out. Uh, and that was in the movie Ten, wasn't it? She made quite a few programmes. The last one she did was 2017, where she was in something called Five Weddings. She played Mandy Singh Daliwal. I don't know how she'd ever got that one. But in Boom, she played herself, Malibu's Most Wanted. Uh, but in fact, quite a few of them she did play herself, actually. She's been nominated in Tommy Boy 95 for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress. <laughs> and then she got a cameo appearance, also got a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Supporting Actress. She got, got a few of those ones, actually, because uh, it's, you know, they're, they're very unforgiving. 
very unforgiving. But the last thing she did was back in 2017. So it wasn't that long ago. So she's obviously doing things every so often. And she did something on the television called Sharknado. Oh, hell. No, where she played Mae Wexler. Uh, 2015, that was. And uh, that was about it. Hadn't really done anything. Hadn't really done a lot at all, actually. But, I mean, at least she got her boobs out. <laughs> For that, we should be eternally grateful. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Ian says, six months until the bell rings. That means it's six months till Christmas. Which, actually, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was shorter than that. Uh, EBJ, unless that is actually a name, says, LBC, have you looked in the mirror, Steve, with all your put-downs, it not nice? Well, you're doing exactly the same. You're doing exactly the same thing. How pathetically stupid. How pathetically stupid. So, I don't like you doing it, so I'm going to do it. Dimbo. Uh, and uh, somebody says, I can't believe the vitriol you have for so many people, including Gemma Collins. No, that's fact. I'm reporting fact. I'm reporting fact. You have to separate, you know, laughing at the poor soul because she was the one who stormed out of the interview. I'm just merely reporting it from now because they never sent a book. You know, if you don't get your facts right, you know, then you can get yourself into trouble. But no, that's a fact. She, she's written a book about how to be a diva, but she's not a diva. She's just a very rude, fat person. There's no other way about it. She's been asked to go on. She talks about being fat. She talks about it all the time. She's been asked to go on these diet programmes and she can't do it. So that's that. So she talks about it. And uh, and somebody says, did you have an issue with confident working class girls? They're not confident about her. What do you think is confident? Oh, Julian, grow up. Goodness sake, honestly, dear, honestly. You sound like one of those sort of strange gay boys who stands in line waiting for a copy and perhaps, perhaps she might even look in your direction. There's nothing confident about her. What's confident about her? Funniest thing was when she fell down the trap door, having told her about it. That was hilarious. You've got no sense of humour. You've got to have sense of humour. Uh, the sun on the front page. We call on the PM and the pals to hoist the three lions flag. Is anybody flying these flags? Yes, you see a few on builders' lorries. And that's about it. Island rat Adam and the schoolgirl 17. She couldn't believe that he was asking her. He, wa- he wanted to meet her. I mean, she is 17. I don't actually... Is there some problem with a 17-year-old? If she was 14, 15, then we could understand it. But she's 17. And uh, he bombarded her with CD messages. She's 17. Have you seen what kids write on their stuff nowadays? Admittedly, not very pleasant when you go on television programmes and somebody exposes you. Megan's dad blasts the Queen... He wants to know why he's not been invited over. Because they don't like you. What is it they don't like you that you're not understanding? They don't like you. You took 7,500 quid to spill the beans on your daughter. That's, that, that's it. That's, that's what you did. So, of course, they're not going to invite you over. In fact, your suit's been sold to somebody else anyway. So we know that because it turned up at, uh, at another... I think it turned up at Ascot, didn't it? I believe. Uh, also, if the Queen can meet Trump, why can't she meet me? This is what Meghan's dad has said. Because they don't like you. How many times do you need to bang it into his head? You've got seven and a half thousand. There's a lovely picture of David Beckham meeting the Queen, despite his foul-mouthed rant the other year about why he'd not been given a knighthood. And, uh, as I say, it becomes further, further evidence that there's no chance he's ever going to get a knighthood. Why would he? For what? For what? Uh, also, eight more heat waves. And a tr- uh, what's this one here? This is uh, the Brexit. Oh, Brexit. I'm not talking about Brexit. I've decided it's, it's, too, it's too tedious for all of you. Everybody. Uh, the Dyer warning. Jane Moore talking about uh, Danny Dyer. Yeah, because I've said my daughter can have sex on television. And uh, as I say, they think she's going to get married to this bloke. No chance. No chance. I'll put odds on that they'll actually come out of this. Uh, this they, they, they call it Love Island. But in fact, it's not an island at all they're on. They're in Spain. 
they're, uh, I don't know how close to the coast they are. I'm not too sure, actually. And, um, and anyway, so, you know, this, this bloke who is so fighting down, you know, Danny Dyer has sort of issued this sort of thing, don't mess with my daughter and all the rest of it. So small wonder she's in the state she's in. And uh, if you think that this is going to lead to a marriage, think again. It's a reality show. It's a game show. The game show is to convince people you're really interested. It's called lying. That's what people do. They tell lies on the programme. Unfortunately for him, he's picked Danny Dyer's daughter. You know, but, you know, unless Danny Dyer really is the thug that people put him down for, he's playing the part, isn't he? So he's obviously doing what is expected. So besides, as the dad is Danny Dyer, one thinks that the prospect of upsetting him might help dampen young Jack's ardour somewhat. I should think so. But he'll, he'll meet him and he'll go, oh, all right, that's what it'd be like. It'd be exactly the same as that. <laughs> Moving on is the best revenge. And uh, this is advice from Jane Moore to Anne-Marie Corbett and uh, Lisa Armstrong. It's all going to end in tears, isn't it? There's going to be a lot of money floating around on a table somewhere. She apparently is, is looking for 50 million. That's what they were saying the other day, 50 million pounds. And I remember thinking, I don't think he's got 100 million, so she's not going to get half. I, don't, I think she might get... 15 million? I would think, I mean, I'd, I'm only guessing at what I think they've earned, what I think their companies are worth now, and how much she'll be offered. I think 15 million is quite reasonable. She, of course, is going to be spitting blood. Spitting blood. We found another benefit fraud, so we haven't had one for a while, actually. Uh, this is one who got disability benefits, but she was taking part in a dog show. Sandra Tipton said she had dizziness and a frozen shoulder, but was caught jumping on a bouncy castle. Uh, they were tipped off. She took part in a number of shows, because that's what they expect you to do. There is a number you can call. Uh, you see, Ant's worth, there you go, estimated to be £32 million. Pounds. There's no way she's going to get £50 million. Even if she got half, that would be £15 million. So I think I'm right on it. They, they've got a three-year contract with ITV, signed for £30 million. That was in 2016. And in 2015, it was estimated they earned £7.1 million together, with Ant's tea court company making £3.3 million. There's no way she's going to get £50 million. Where's that coming from? You've seen the house he lives in. Well, you probably haven't, but I'm telling you, it's all ordinary, but sort of London area. Uh, the previous year, the duo said they made £15 million selling the rights to Saturday Night Takeaway in America. So, But again, all of this is split. It's not, you know, you can't just hand her £50 million quid. But uh, 11 years, she's going to get something. That's why I think it could be 50. I think 15 million. I think probably a little bit less than 15 million. That's what I reckon. I'm never wrong on these amounts of money. It was like, you know, the, um, the, the Jordan. She's got 40 million. She's got nowhere near 40. She's got, I doubt she's even got a million sitting there in, uh, in cash. Uh, so anyway, the Department of Work and Pensions managed to catch Sandra Tipton, 53. Witnesses said she'd trot around the parade ring and help organisers put up tents. So investigators filmed her walking. She was found guilty. Uh, failing to notify a change of circumstances. She's been given an 8 to 6am curfew for 42 days. So she's managed to rip this off for £8,500. Filth. Dreadful. Oh, look. Here's a picture of Lisa. She's obviously out in America with a photographer who's literally standing next to her, taking a picture of her with a, with a fang in her mouth. Cigarette. And um, perhaps that's it. Because he's given up smoking, he's vaping, and she's not. And she's over in America. She's coming back to do Strictly, as far as I know. And um, and then we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go to after that. Slightly disturbed. Slightly disturbed. Uh, aspiring pub landlord James Blunt is cashing in on World Cup fever. Uh, he's pulling pints uh, at his uh, place near Stamford Bridge. 
after saving the bar from, from demolition. So that'll probably do for it. People like famous people running bars, provided they're actually in there working, as opposed to in sort of Daniela Westbrook's sort of little camp, sort of propping up the bar from the other side. Do you want a selfie taken with me? Do you want a selfie? Have a selfie taken with me. Got to buy me a drink, though. Got to buy me a drink. You just think Danny Dyer will go back to the pub. I don't know. I don't... I haven't seen... Oh, what, you mean Danny Dyer, the girl? Will she... Oh, right. Oh, yes, she'll have to. She does pull perfect pint. We had her telling us how to pull a perfect pint a short while ago. And I think... I'm assuming she'll have to go back there. But, of course, now she's, she'll probably start believing I'm, like, really famous. And so that, that's, what, uh, that's what sort of worries me a little bit, that she might start believing the publicity... Uh, and if she really thinks that that boyfriend is going to stay with her, she better think again. Because they don't stay with them. He comes outside, he'll be inundated with girls going, love you, love you, really want to be your friend. They'll be texting, he'll go to a few parties, and she'll be left standing outside going, free flyers, free flyers, anybody? I can get you a drink at the bar in a minute. You have Danny die. Yeah. It's going to be terrible, isn't it, really? Uh, Steve, I'm burying my father this afternoon in a cemetery. Not the back garden. Obviously. I'm feeling guilty, Steve, because he wanted to be scattered at work and I couldn't get that done. Uh, any thoughts to distract me? You can be uh, you can be buried in your back garden. You just have to get permission from the council. You can bury somebody in the back garden. And if you sell the house, you have to tell the people that it's buried. The only stipulation is that you're not on a water course. So if you're on a water... I know this because I investigated it because I was convinced I bought a house from somebody years ago and they, and they buried somebody in the back garden. There was a mound that looked suspiciously like it could have been a grave and it turned out not to be. Uh, but no, you, you can do that. You get permission from the council and then you can do it. As I say, if, if you're thinking of selling the house, who's going to buy a house knowing that they've got somebody buried in the back garden? But you can be scattered all sorts of places, can't you? Do you need, I don't, I'm not sure if you need permission to go and scatter somebody. Once they've given you the ashes, I suppose you can scatter them just about anywhere, can't you? I mean, can't you? Oh, right. Oh, right, if you do them in the river. They do them in the river around our way. We have a funeral boat, mainly for uh, Asian families. They go down there. You can always tell. They always park up. They've got the casket, you know, with, with the ashes in, and they go round the back of Eel Pie Island, and they do the scattering of the ashes there, which is quite sweet. Quite sweet. But you have to ask the council. <laughs> Imagine. I, just, I quite like the rocket idea. I think the rocket idea is brilliant. Or you can be made into a jewel. Did you hear about that one? You can be made into some sort of a diamond or something, and then you can wear it round your neck. Always slightly odd, I always think. Uh, example. You've heard of Example? Apparently he's a popsicle, and uh, he's been dropped by his record label. He's failed to land a hit single in four years. Good Lord. A bit like Professor Green. When was the last... He's exactly like Professor Green. Oh, right, OK. But uh, the London, his real name is Elliot Gleave. What not you call yourself example for, Sweet Pea? What's that for? How does that work? But, um, so he, he didn't do very well. He said, a lot of my peers, like Tiny Temper, Chase and Status and Professor Green, are still on major labels. Uh, well, when was the last time that um, the example had a hit single? It must have been donkeys years ago, don't you think so? Uh, Steve, Danny Dyer is about as tough as a limp lettuce. Uh, yeah, it's an act, isn't it? It is an act. Um, and uh, £15 million for Lisa, still a great deal. She'd never have made that sort of money on her own merit, says Rob. Well, no, nobody would. Nobody would, but she's been married to him for 11 years. You know, she's been there through all, through all the good times, so I think it's worth something, don't you? I think so. We've never had... I don't remember any reports of him cheating or having a roving eye or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, obviously she's entitled to something, you know, if not the dog. 
or enough money to you know, set her up in a house. She could buy a nice house, put some money in the bank. She loves doing her, her job. So and he'll always earn money. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be uh, any different. Anastasia says, I really hate it when people misuse disability benefits and pretend to be disabled. Yeah, it's called lying. That's what it is. It's called lying. And they get away with it for ages. They go, oh, I've forgotten you have to tell them if you have a change of circumstances. You're lying, old baggage. Steve, on Come Dine With Me, a straight man said to the gay man, how long did you know you were gay? The gay man said, how long did you know you were straight? Yes, it's like my mother made me a homosexual. If I give her the wool, will she make me one? You know, things like that. It's, you know, it's, I think people think that you kind of go, you know, I think I'll be gay this year. What the hell? Let's be gay. Let's be gay. And, uh, and years ago, people probably believed it. And then you had that church that grew up in America that reckoned they, they could cure people of their homosexuality. And they kept putting people up. I loved it. I was fascinated. People would turn up on television programmes and on radio programmes saying, I used to be gay, and now, having seen the light, I'm a heterosexual. And I think, you're lying through your teeth. You're lying through your teeth. You can't just switch backwards and forwards. That's called bisexuality. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently, and you all seem to know this one, that Elliot Gleaves, uh, Elliot Gleave, who is example, it's E.G., his initials. OK, so E.G., example. OK, uh, thank you. Somebody says, love the show. That'll be an example. He was just writing in to tell us about it, which is always good. I never thought about that, actually. I know I bought tickets for him years and years ago because one of my brother's daughters wanted to go and see him. Or was it... No, it might have been my goddaughter. And I'd never even heard of him. She said, I'm going to see example. I said, oh, right, OK. <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. Uh, Amanda Moped Mugger Horror. She shared footage online of the crooks being chased off by builders. Good for builders. I knew they were good for something. I knew they were good for something. And here he is, uh, BG's icon Barry Gibb, uh, knighted by Prince Charles at Buckingham Palace. He's 71. He said he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for twins Morris and Robin, who died in 2003 and 2012, respectively. He said, I spent my whole life writing songs on my own. It would have meant something else. And he got... Uh, no, I'm glad he's still going. I'm glad he's still going. I quite like that idea. I'm a big fan of the Bee Gees. Big fan. Uh, Kidnapped Diary, a British model. Really not interested in Chloe Ayling. I'm sorry, I wish I could be interested. Then I discovered the book was published by John Blake and I lost even more interest. I don't know why. I've just seen some very odd books being published by John Blake, so I kind of left that uh, to one one side. Channel 4 has a big appetite for the Great British Bake Off. And, uh, yeah, I don't mind it as long as it doesn't include Noel Fielding, a more peculiar-looking person. You'd be hard-pushed to find, not remotely funny or interesting or, uh, or talented. Seriously, I see no reason why he's there. Sandy Toxic, I mean, of course, goes without saying. And Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith. But Noel Fielding, you know, just really, really, what a sad old man he is. I didn't even think he was in, was he in The Mighty Boosh or he is The Mighty Boosh or something like that? Whatever that turned out to be. No idea. No idea. But, um... Interesting enough, a friend of mine who knows about these uh, sort of things and said, I don't think that Ant will mind paying Lisa whatever she deserves. He's never been motivated by money, just happens to earn a lot. Yeah, I don't, they aren't flash with money, either of them, are they? They don't, they're not, you never see him out there driving, you know, top of the range phantom or something, sort of thing that idiots like me would probably buy. But, you know, they, they just seem to live a, a fairly normal life. Yes, when he had the crash, he was in a mini. You know, with the dog and alcohol. But, uh, you know, but th- th- yeah, I, I don't think he'll mind. I think he'll, he'll just do it. Uh, thank you for the discourse on my dad's ashes. I love the idea of enclosing a portion of his remains in jewellery. 
Yes, you can have all sorts of things done with the ashes. The rocket is, is an old thing. It can be sent into space. But, I mean, that just means a lot of people are going to get grey ash all over them. Um, and also, I'm never sure about ashes. You know, and then they go... Then they can make it into jewellery, or then they can do it in all sorts of things. I don't know, actually. You just bury it in the ground. And then make more sense. Uh, when it comes to Lisa Armstrong and the 50 million, I think they're taking into account Ant's future earnings. Well, she's got nothing to do with those, so she won't have any claim on that. She'll only have claim on to, you know, whether or not she contributed to his claim. But as she's a makeup artist, I don't really think there's going to be... That's why I think... I mean, I think he'll sort of say, listen, uh, I'll give you 8 million or whatever. How it's... Well, it'll have to be thrashed out with the lawyers, won't it? It's always embarrassing when somebody's got money and somebody was part of it and they, they've had it for all that. It's like about Colleen... You know, and Wayne. I mean, there's no way she'll ever divorce him. They, they, they come from the same neck of the woods. They're not going to be divorcing anytime soon, ever. He could sleep with half of the uh, half of the the old grannies up there, and it wouldn't make any difference. She'd just end up forgiving him. She's making pay for a few more little items, like yet another holiday. Because you, you've got to sort of get oh dear, more of them, uh, more of the wags in Russia with love. Unfortunately, the outfits are terrible, terrible. I mean. Are there all these people, I mean, especially if you ask them what they do. One here is called uh, Millie Savage. Um, I don't know what Millie Savage is. I don't know if she's a model. I'm assuming most of these wags think they're models for some peculiar reason. Because somebody once asked them to put some clothes on. They go, oh, I'm obviously pretty enough. Yeah, by the time it's all been touched up and everything else, because that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Even Kelly Brook admitted that she uh, touched up. Nobody believed her, though. Nobody believed her at all. So uh, this Millie Savage... Uh, she's been with Manchester City defender John Stones since she was 15. Huh? Oh, Lord. Anyway, she looks a little bit ill in the... Uh, ill at ease, sorry. And, um, in fact, up until now, her only known extravagance has been Nando's. Anyway, she and Stones met in South Yorkshire. They've got uh, a dog and, uh, and a daughter. He earns 100000 a week playing for City. And um, they bought the house after Millie forgave her boyfriend for cheating with an events organiser. They've all cheated. Have you noticed? It's so funny. They all cheat. And they all have to go back there because better to be, you know, with somebody and you can live in a three and a half million pound house or you can go back to where you came from, sitting in Nando's window, looking a bit sad. What's she wearing in the picture? Uh, well, believe it or not, it's... Um, let's have a look at the picture. There is the picture. That's Millie Savage. She's the shortest out of everybody. And what's she wearing? Tell us what she's wearing. Yes, I can tell you. This is a £1,500 Balmain jacket, a £575 Gianvito Rossi high heels and a £1,000 Yves Saint Laurent bag. I mean, God in heaven. It just is, isn't it? It's like it's the housewives of Cheshire all over again. They've got all the stuff, but they've got no class. So despite this embarrassing scandal, she's had to be with him. She's had to stay with him because he hasn't got anything else, I suppose. But uh, after the story was published, he had a 10-week fling. I mean, they always say the same thing. I really love you, babes. They don't really. They're just looking forward to the next one that they can go with. But uh, he had a picture of her face tattooed on his arm in a bid to prove his love. What does that prove? It doesn't prove anything at all. It proves he's another idiot. But there again, better an idiot than, you know, nobody. He's very tall. She's not very tall. But, uh, and quite, quite plain. Quite plain. Looks like a friend of mine, the picture in the middle, but it can't be. She'd have told me she was out there. And I don't think she's supposed to be. Who's, who's the next one? The next one is Gemma Acton. Gemma Acton. Uh, is with uh, Gary Cahill. And uh, Gemma Acton is uh, is very sweet. And she hates the spotlight, but uh, she enjoys the money. 
they've never courted publicity. Uh, they live quietly in a £5 million mega mansion in Surrey with staff quarters, a swimming pool, a library and a gym, because she looks like she reads. Uh, they've got two children, Freya and Frank. What is it with the same initials on the kids? Are they really dim? <laughs> She's been, uh, he's been at Chelsea since 2012 and is on 130 gram, uh, grand a week. She's noted for staying away from the England circus. Unfortunately, she got drawn into this one, which is a shame. She's wearing uh, wag hair and uh, a rather ordinary pair of jeans, similar to a £150 pair by True Religion and nude platform wedges. And basically, she's not spending any money at all, which is quite good. Megan Davis. Megan Davis, bleach blonde. And here she is, cocktail loving. And her partner is Jordan Pickford, who's a goalkeeper. And uh, um, uh, he was 16 and she was 14 when they met. They've been together ever since. Slightly disturbing again. But uh, she doesn't seem to have a job. They live in Cheshire's Golden Triangle. That's between Wilmslow, Alderley Edge and Presbury in a rented wagtastic super mansion. He earns 90 grand a week. He's the most expensive British keeper in history. She's Instagram addict, regularly posts pictures of herself on beaches around the world. And uh, she's wearing here a blue lace top. It's not very good. And a wagtastic rose-coloured Chanel bag worth £2,239. But, uh, but they're in a rented house. Uh, here she is, poor old Rebecca Vardy. And uh, she's, she was queen of the wags, but she hasn't really contributed very much. Uh, she's in Russia with her four children. Proud to be waving the flag. She doesn't know what she's waving it for. She goes, hold that flag. Can you? OK, you do that, Rebecca. Can you wave it? What is it? It's a flag, dear. Just wave it, all right? Anyway, um, she was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, but she's not a celebrity. She's got two children with him and two children from a previous relationship. She had a fling with Peter Andre. In fact, she'd been around the block. She's wearing a play suit by the Australian brand Zimmerman, a favourite of the Duchess of Cambridge, worth £663. Unfortunately on her, it just looks a bit naff. And uh, Annabel Payton is the air hostess with a touch of class. And, uh, again, these pictures on the front of the papers don't do anybody justice because they all look completely... This is the worst picture I've ever seen. But uh, she previously worked cabin crew on Emirates. Wait a minute, we've had another one who's worked cabin crew as well. Um, she's, she's covered up here. They don't actually have any idea of what, she's, of what she's wearing, apart from a knee poking through her jeans. I'm not really sure whether that's, whether that's trendy or, or not, actually. Uh, moving on to Fern Hawkins. She's going out with... Harry Maguire. Oh, we've got to take a short break. I'm so sorry, actually. It's so lovely. So many of them have got children, but nobody's married. That gives their children an extra special name, doesn't it, really? 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And, uh, and somebody says, um, uh, you're not your usual self today. I thought you'd been a bit more harsh on Anne's sex. Why? Why? They were married for 11 years. I think she's worth every single penny. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Four minutes past six. Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Till seven, then Nick Ferrari will be here. We're wandering through because all the papers have got this picture of all the, the wags uh, over in Russia. But things I don't know who they are. Nobody appears to be married. Nobody. They, they all have children, but for some reason they're not committing to, to marriage, except Rebecca Vardy. She's only been married a very short space of time. And uh, as I say, she's probably old. I don't know. They haven't put their ages down, so I'm assuming she must be the oldest. She is definitely, by far, by the look of it. So we're up to Fern Hawkins. Um, and her partner is Harry Maguire. And uh, here they are having a lovely little uh, kiss on my screen. If you're listening in stereo, it's on the left-hand side. Uh, she's been dating him for six years. Uh, a graduate. 
She loves Love Island and Geordie Shaw, sometimes tweeting and retweeting. And uh, she's wearing a bodycon red dress and is carrying what appears to be a Gucci clutch, which is about £265. Next to her is Shannon. Shannon is Shannon Horlock. Uh, she's the one with the bare midriff. And her partner is Nick Pope, who's the goalkeeper. And uh, she's wearing, in fact, really not, not, not anything very exciting, but um, she's a long way from Burnley. She's dressed up for the occasion. Completely incorrect, of course, but, I mean, she's made an effort. She's wearing a pair of Valentino Rockstar heels, uh, which is very exciting, not really. Uh, Annie Kilner is a model mum and a team full of boys. Her, uh, her boyfriend is Kyle Walker, who mentioned earlier on. As I say, they, they've got her down as a fashion model. I've got no idea why, but they've already done their interview in OK Magazine. And they've got a five-bedroom house in Cheshire, which is lovely. Further away from London, the better. He earns £130,000 a week. And he had the, uh, the fling, do you remember, with the, uh, the penthouse person and all the rest of it. Anyway, of course, she's better to stay with him. And she's wearing a very revealing £163 cat suit, so the cheaper end of the market. Uh, finally, Lucia Loy. She's a PR girl with Italian roots. And uh, she's with Marcus Rashford. And uh, they seem quite, uh, quite happy together. And she lives in Manchester. She comes from an Italian family. She kept a low profile during her time with the England striker. But last October, they did um, a photograph of her and Rashford alongside the caption. You'll love this one. Happy birthday, babe. <laughs> Happy birthday, babe. Who really speaks like that? She does. She works as an account executive for a Manchester firm called Sugar PR. Her work profile says she enjoys travelling, fitness, art and cooking. She's lovely. And she's wearing a pair of flat-studded Valentino sandals and a plain black crop top. Uh, the hair she's decided to do nothing with at all. And, um, and that's it. So they all go out and they enjoy dinner in St Petersburg, which is lovely. I shouldn't imagine they ate any food. And this is where they are pictured in all the papers. They're standing outside a no-smoking sign. And they obviously said, oh, we're all going. And uh, the youngest member is, uh, is the one at the end, who is uh, Lucia Loy, one who likes art and travelling which is good, and, um, and all the rest of them were going out there, everybody wearing very high heels, and I think you're fine if people took them off, you'd suddenly realise that you're looking at a bunch of very short people, very short people. Rebecca Vardy's wearing the oddest outfit I've ever seen. But, I mean, it really is. They say she looked glamorous in an off-the-shoulder floral dress. Maybe for somebody younger, I think. Maybe somebody an awful lot younger. But they have official cars that they go out in, and presumably, you know, the, the Russians just look on them as some sort of freak show that arrives in because they won't have the faintest idea who they are. And I didn't have the faintest idea who they were until we just finally ran through it then because you don't know, do you really? Fern Hawkins, says Andy, one of the nicest girls you can meet, used to work with me in Asda. Which one was Fern Hawkins? Wait a minute. Fern Hawkins. So that's the, uh, the one with Harry Maguire. Oh, right, she used to work in Asda. No mention of that on her profile a minute ago. Where's that come from? She works in um, she works in Asda, but don't she's a wag like the rest of them. Oh, and, well, that's what they are. They're wags. They're wives of um, of uh, of you know footballers. But unfortunately, they aren't married. The only one who's married is Rebecca Vardy, and um, and Mary wants to know whether I'm jealous. Mary's a simpleton, I'm afraid. She said, "Is it because you don't have a girlfriend?" <laughs> Poor Mary. Poor Mary. Never mind. Uh, Steve, what's with all the tats? Are there any footballers without body inkings? Um, I can't answer that because we don't have, don't have lots of pictures of them topless. But most of them have, um, have tattoos. I think that's what it is. 
somebody says, I quite like the idea, that Sarah, of being turned into a diamond. They really say, that's Sarah. She's a diamond. Yeah, I quite like that idea. And, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's this one here who says, you're not your usual self. I thought you'd be a bit more harsh on Ant's ex. I'm sorry. I don't, why would you think that? He's the, he's the drunk driver. He's gone off with somebody else. He's convicted drunk driver. She went, uh, he, he went off with, with somebody else and she's had to put up with it for God knows how long. I'm telling her to go for everything she can get. Of course. He won't argue it. How can he? If ever she decides to write a book, she would know more stories behind the scenes than anybody else. No, I think she's been dealt a very bad card. She's had to look after him through his drunkenness and everything. You know, that's, that's why she would definitely get it. She, she would definitely get the money. And that's why we think footballers, you know, and these sort of people who earn a fortune, they think they can go and play away. And, of course, if their little girlfriends want to stay with them, well, then they have to just put up with it, like Wayne Rooney. He can go out and get drunk and be done for drink driving. And she's still with him, even though the papers every single time put up this thing and they go, they won't, they, they won't be together. Of course they will. Somebody just asked, are there any footballers without tattoos? We found one, Cristiano Ronaldo. He says it, it's because he regularly gives blood. So are we assuming that all the ones with, with tattoos don't give blood? Are you allowed to give, I wasn't, are you allowed to give blood if you've got tattoos? I don't know. Are you allowed to give blood? If, what are the stipulations for giving blood? If you're, if you're diabetic, are you allowed to give blood? I don't, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I don't give blood. But I'm not sure if that's because I'm probably not allowed to give blood uh, or not. Uh, so, guidelines currently state donors should wait just four months to give blood after getting a tattoo or any kind of piercing and six months after leaving the UK. So, that's uh, the blood donation crisis is blamed on the rise in tattoos and exotic holidays. So that's it. If you're receiving medical or hospital treatment, uh, you can't be a blood donor. If you're taking medication after travelling outside of the UK after having a tattoo or piercing. Wow. There's a whole list on the, on the internet of people who can give blood. It's on the safety of blood, tissues and organs. And, um, and so that's it. So blood donations. Giving, giving blood is easy. It takes about an hour of your time. Tattoos and investigations such as... Such as endoscopy are also becoming more and more prevalent how the figure drops to 20% if you're a patient from another hospital so it means that you can't give uh, give blood also men who've had sexual contact with another man more than three months ago are able to give blood if they meet the other blood donor selection criteria good grief honestly it's more uh, more complicated so in other words if you've had sex within three months they can't collect blood from you. It's not meant to be discriminatory, they say. It's not based on sexual history or sexuality. It reflects statistical risks for the sexual behaviour that increases the risk of virus transmission. So there you go. I just thought you went in and gave blood and they gave you a biscuit and a cup of tea after you've done it. Although I always think back to the blood donor. You want how much? A pint. A pint! That's an arm, said Tony Hancock. An armful. And you always imagine, but of course the blood, you know, is, is regenerated. You are redone as they say, I just don't like the idea of having a needle. I have needles stuck in my arms and I do give blood, but not, not, on, that, uh, not on that amount. Uh, driving up the, uh, the M1 and your wag reporting is making me laugh out loud. Must look quite weird to passing cars, says Jay. I didn't type this. Siri did. So there you go. And uh, Andy in Durham says, you're very catty. I love it. Catty. No, just being truthful. You know, since when was telling the truth a problem for people? Uh, I am Lee, new listener to the show on the subject of being cured from sexuality. I myself believe people will still be gay, bi, but as Christian, still have uh, 
to be that way, but not put it in practice. Still in my mentally procured and spirits as leaves in Birmingham. I'm now confused by that. Does that mean you are gay? You're not gay. You're bisexual. You're not bisexual. You think you've been cured? You're Christian. You're not Christian? I don't know. Does it make a difference nowadays? Why don't people just mind their own blooming business? You know, do whatever you do. I'm quite sure in this building there might be gay people. I don't personally know any, but I'm quite sure there must be a few around here. You know, nobody's ever come up to me and gone, you know, hello. Well, actually, I do get that all the time, actually. It's got nothing to do with it. But it's, it's very bizarre, isn't it, that people sort of think there is, a, there is a cure for it. As if, you know, it was sort of something that wasn't going particularly well. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're straight, you think, you know, actually, it must be more fun being gay. I think I'll be gay for the day. <laughs> I'm sure there are loads of gay men out there going, I can definitely turn that person there. You know, they seem to like me. They seem to like me. Uh, I would actually uh, sort of keep asking whether or not you're going to turn into a into a, a diamond in your afterlife. Harry Kane hasn't got any tats, says Dan in Portsmouth. Really? Oh, I wanted to give blood, Steve, but I can't uh, because I may have had a transfusion in the past because I've got rare blood group AB. Do you know, I don't even know what I am. I think I'm the common one. I have a feeling. I remember asking somebody ages and ages ago, do you think I've got, you know, the, the blood that's the collectible one? And they went, no. I went, oh, thank you. Uh, Steve, you mentioned you like the Bee Gees. Uh, curious. Uh, Paolio's asking if you have a favourite band or artist or even style of music. Um, well, I do like the Bee Gees, but I have certain tracks that I like. I like Cucumber Castle. I keep mentioning it because I want people to go and listen to it because it's, it's just early Bee Gees, and I thought they were great. Uh, and somebody says, I give blood regularly. There's Anita, and it normally takes 25 minutes, not an hour. Perhaps you're only giving half an hour, uh, half an arm or something like that. If you give the whole arm, then it's an hour. But uh, I don't know. I've never done that before. What I? Oh, I, I don't think I've donated anything in the past. Not that I can remember. But a needle stuck in your arm and watching a whole pint of blood going in there filled me with absolute horror. I've had blood going in. I just don't want it going out the other way. Thank you very much indeed. Probably makes me a bad person. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Becky in Woking says, I can't give blood, I'm anemic. I was trying to work out, both, both the producer and I, we, neither of them like having blood, neither, neither of them, talking about myself in third person, neither of us like having blood taken. So when they go, just a little scratch, and you think, oh, and you look at the size of the needle, and I, I look the other way, and once the needle's in the vein, I'm all right. Even thinking about it makes me feel a bit, a bit peculiar, I have to tell you. And, and then I, I don't look, and they sort of chat away, and I'm trying to sort of make small talk, like... Oh, I think I'll fly to the moon or something. And then she goes, right, that's it. OK, put your... And she pulls the needle out. That's when I nearly scream, but I'm, I'm quite good I don't because I've done it so many times. And then you put your finger on the little bit of, of cotton wool that they give you and then she puts a plaster over the top of it. I think, thank God that's it for the next Lord knows how long. Triple S! He says, uh, Steve Allen is the best LBC presenter. Well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I'm quite close, but I wouldn't say that. Never fails to make me laugh in the morning. And Sim says, I hope you're uh, right regarding England. It's the way the draws worked out. Whoever loses tomorrow ends up on the easier half of the draw. Could be a nil-nil game with plenty of yellow cards as both teams avoid winning the group. See, I never thought about that. That makes me sound intelligent, doesn't it? Uh, Scott Richardson says, here we go, wide awake again. But thank God, Steve Allen show is on LBC. <laughs> I quite like that idea, actually. I quite, I don't, but don't forget, if you do want to listen to this programme, and some people might, then uh, you go to the LBC website and you can download the app, which means wherever you are in the world, you can listen to LBC, so you don't need to, uh, to worry about it at all. 
so, you know, because otherwise people go, oh, I'm going abroad. What do I do? And they go, well, just download it. It's much easier, much easier. Uh, looking at some more of your uh, texts and emails. Some of them are really quite interesting, actually, this morning. Very, very interesting. I've, uh, somebody says, uh, oh, this is uh, Nick Ferrari. Is it, do they send this out every day? They send a different thing out. I must be missing this one. I've only just got this first one. About what's on the show, yeah. Oh, right. OK. I quite like that idea. I like that idea. I'm not sure if Nick, the producer, thinks that Nick suffers with, with hay fever. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't think he's ever mentioned it. We talk about most things, but I'm not sure if he's a, if he's a hay fever sufferer. His French, his French producer. Oh, really? What, for hay fever? Wouldn't touch anything that came from France. Unless it was a, you can get, do you know you can get anything in France? Dale used to go to France uh, if he was on holiday or something like that. You know why? Because he could get um, ventolin inhalers without a prescription. You just buy them over the counter. Over here, you need... I mean, he hadn't had, a, admittedly, a, um, a seizure for ages and ages. Uh, ages and ages. And, um, interestingly enough, my friend Joe Pike is looking for people's help. And uh, Uber, given this... Um, 15-month licence to continue operating in London. So presumably at the end of the 15 months, they then decide whether they're going to give them for five years. I spoke to somebody uh, yesterday who said, not good news, not good news. Uh, also, Ian Dale was talking about car investments. Jaguar have announced a £20 billion investment in the West Midlands. He said people seem to have forgotten about that. Um, another one here, which is from... Oh, Ben Hart, who was in the Young Magicians... Uh, show. I think he came second. Very, very good magician. We used him in one of my Christmas shows. And um, I'm trying to think who won Young Magician of the Year. It'll come to me in a minute. It'll come to me in a minute. Ben Hart, very, very good. Very, very good indeed. Um, another one here. Um, some radio presenter claims to have been attacked by an owl and loses a pint of blood. Anything to try and get an audience, I suppose. You know, I've been attacked by ants before. Actually, we seem to have lost ants recently. Um, also... Um, somebody who's uh, written their reporter in Carbrook, Staleybridge, where the Saddleworth fire is now only a few hundred metres away. The air is thick with smoke and ash. It looks absolutely horrendous. It really does. What it's going to throw up at the end of it, I've got no idea. Uh, Stephen Milne, is, uh, he's not been in the jackpot 24-7 studios for a while, but he is now. So that's, uh, that's good news. We like Stephen very much. Very much. And uh, Ian Collins... He, he was the one who was complaining about Uber because he said a company that's been forced to investigate over two and a half thousand of its own drivers for sex crimes, assault and stalking, just been given the go ahead to um, to carry on trading. My, my friend Dan would like to have a pint with Warwick Davis. Did you see him the other day? He was doing he's doing a thing with Bear Grylls. It's so funny. It's so funny. Bear Grylls was trying to persuade him to kill a fish the other day, and quite clearly Warwick Davis didn't want it. So Bear Grylls had one, as usual, tucked down the front of his trousers. So he pulls this fish out, which they'd caught the day before, and then he threw it. He said, quick, fish, fish, there! And Warwick was too smart. He went, it's dead. It's dead already. He said, yeah, it's been down my trousers for a day. And he said, well, we're going to be eating this later. And I think it was at that moment that Warwick decided he was probably in, in, the, in the wrong programme. <laughs> Uh, another one here. This is um, I quite I quite like actually when sort of radio uh, presenters who are on newspapers write things and then respond to people who criticise them for the stuff that they've written in the newspapers. Uh, a friend of mine called Matt has just bought an aircon unit. 
from Argos. Isn't it funny? You can always guarantee the moment we have hot weather, sales... I thought I was going to go out yesterday into Iceland and buy a pack of water and they'd have put the price up or sold it to somebody else. No, I walked out with a 12-pack of water, two quid, which actually is cheaper than they were selling exactly the same water in uh, Waitrose. But not, not, by, not by much, it was just a little bit. Because so, I thought everybody's going to be out buying water, everybody's going to be uh, going out, you know, buying fans... Because all of a sudden, there's a, the moment you get a, a heat wave, everybody rushes out to buy fans. Luckily, I've already got uh, fans. So uh, when I say fans, that's the thing that whirls around a little bit. So I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, also, my friend Toby uh, loves Love Island. Love Loves Love Island. He wants to know whether they can release a soundtrack from the series. He says, I keep hearing awesome little... That's a talk if you're on a music station. Awesome is one of those words, which I quite like. And uh, But apparently... Uh, my friend Elliot says you can get yourself on their Spotify. So uh, for Toby, that would be the best uh, best thing. I suppose we'll be seeing him a little bit later on, actually. 26 minutes past uh, six is... Oh, blimey. Pushed the wrong button, actually. Uh, more from the uh, the papers. And uh, a lot of people talking about GPs this morning and how stressed out they are. Do you know they're seeing 70 patients a day? I think they have a limit. And I think it's something like 10 minutes you get 10 minutes with the GP because if it's anything more serious, you would surely be going to the hospital, wouldn't you? If it's just something and people do sit there. Sometimes I sit there thinking the person next to me waiting is going to be sort of they're going to die. They never look too healthy, do they? Sometimes, you know, you see people walking down the street and you could look at somebody's face and you go, you look a bit too pale. You look a bit too pale. You need a bit more colour. A little bit more colour. Uh, Steve, I'm 45 years old, says Wendy, and I've given 51 pints of blood. They send you a text when your pint has been used and at which hospital. Oh, I'm not sure I'd like to know where it's gone. I can't do it, though. I'm pretty certain that uh, it's, uh, yeah. I've been to the GP twice recently, says the producer. On both occasions, they had me out the door within five minutes. You don't learn, do you? They don't like you. Why do you not understand this? Twice you've been now and twice they've gone, oh, hello, Chris. And they've got one of those doors where he goes into the office, they push him through another door and then it locks behind him. He can't get back in again. And when he gets to the front reception, they all look at the floor. So you, you can't get in, can you? You're not learning. You're not learning with these things. Apparently, uh, you can't give blood if you've had a blood transfusion because of the risk of CJD. I, I, I can't remember what it was, uh, what it was for. Uh, somebody says, uh, I've never given blood, but I know I should. I'm a little scared. Does it hurt? Cool. Believe me. <laughs> Kreutzfeldt Jakob disease is a rare degenerative fatal brain disorder. Affects one person. And uh, da, da. why would that be? Why would that be affecting people in the in the blood? I don't know. I don't understand that bit. Would it be? Would that be affecting different people? So it's a rare and fatal condition that affects the brain, causes brain damage that worsens rapidly over time. This is Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease. And I don't know whether or not it, it, it falls into the blood category. But uh, I can't find anything at the moment. I just know it, it affects, his, uh, affects uh, humans and animals. And, uh, and that's it, actually. But there's no mention of blood anywhere through it. It's just a, a prion protein in the brain and uh, lymphoreticular tissues. That's what it is. But listen, what do I know? Check before check. Uh, Vito says you do crease me up going on about wags. It's only because it, it, it's only cause it uh, annoys people. 
It annoys people, so you, you have to sort of do it. It's good. I like the idea of giving uh, all that blood. I think that's, that's very good. Very, very, very good of you. And uh, Gary says, when I had pneumonia, I had an arterial blood gas test. Not a normal needle in vain, but instead they stick a needle deep into your wrist until they can draw a sample. Blooming awful. Oh, a friend of mine had a camera down the throat. Down the throat. I had to do one of those sort of things. But um, Ulrika says, are you Gemma Collins's reverse psychology PR? All your talk about it today, I actually Googled her and wasted five minutes of my life. Anyway, it seems to work in her favour. I'm sure she owes you some sort of commission as she gets fantastic exposure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure she does. Of course she does. Of course she does. I mean, she wouldn't realise that's what it is, but there you go. Uh, sorry to be a moaning mini, but it's too hot, says Rona. I can't handle it. I'll never understand people who love roasting in the sun. I blame it on my Celtic genes. Thank goodness you're there when I put the radio on. Yes, I mean, I, I know. I know about that. Listen, you can't explain anything about the heat. Some people can walk around in this heat and it doesn't bother them in the slightest. People like me, wet lettuces, you know, who go out and go, oh, too hot. They just don't like it. So anything you do today, do early. Remember, bottle of water. I've got about 24 bottles of water now in the fridge. All nicely chilled. Thank you very much indeed. Martina says, tattoos look lovely when the skin is tight and firm. A tad different when you turn over... 50, 60 or 80, that goldfish turns into a whale. In hair and makeup, I meet so many people who want their tattoo covered up. Think before you ink. I agree. Steffi says, I want to give blood. They're desperate for my blood group. A negative, and they won't take it as I'm two pounds underweight. I'm a healthy and active 26-year-old. I know. They just decide, though, don't they? If you go in there, they look at you and go, no, not you. You go, why not? What's the matter with my blood? It's really nice. Uh, heart attack also stops you from giving Blood. Cucumber Castle, says Paul. Sounds like the sort of place Gemma Collins dreams about. I know. If only. If only. But uh, she is a diva. I think not. It affects humans and animals, but that's all, apparently. I don't know. That's all I can, I can take, Austin, from the, uh, from the internet. I know it sounds a little bit simplistic, but uh, that's what it does. It affects humans and animals, but we don't know if it comes through the blood or not. So uh, there you go. And I'm sure you're the expert, so I'm sure you're our, you're our sort of guru that we need to contact if we need some more information on it. Because, you know, I mean, you know, between humans and animals, there's not much, is there really? Well, probably not in your world. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 25 minutes to 7 at 7 this morning. Nick Ferrari here with Breakfast Uber. As you now know, has been given a new short-term licence to operate in London. Do you think the company has changed its ways enough to warrant it? The wildfires on Saddleworth Moor have led to people being evacuated from their homes and the army being put on standby. Nickel Cross to our reporters in Greater Manchester for the very latest. Plus, Donald Trump's controversial travel ban has now been backed by the US Supreme Court. Nick will find out if this is the end of the road for those seeking to stop it from going ahead. That and more with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning here on LBC. Actually, it was strange. I was only thinking just about breakfast, actually. When I did breakfast years ago, Bob Holness was off and I became Bob Holness with Douglas Cameron. And uh, for some reason, I dressed up. I don't know why the dressing up thing. For some reason, for breakfast, you expect to sort of dress up a little bit. You know, you're not going to turn up in a pair of shorts. You're going to turn up and look a bit smart. And I remember putting a tie on. I remember putting a tie on and thinking, I kind of fit the part now. I look sort of a little bit... Sort of, and then I thought, why am I doing this? It's radio. It doesn't matter what... I could be sitting there in a pair of pants. It's always a pair of pants. It's never just one, is it? Uh, thank you to Scott, who has uh, very kindly sent me the full Now magazine Celebs Now interview with Gemma Collins. And oh my days, it is 
perfect. And it starts... This is the interview that Gemma is doing for her little book. Her little book is called How to Be a Diva or How to Be a Really Rude Person Without Even Trying. So it starts off quite well. Hi, Gemma, how are you? OK, they always do this sort of thing, which is quite normal. I'm very good, how are you? Goes girl with funny voice. I'm good, what have you been up to today? And then she goes into sort of the mode. Uh, I've been doing lots of interviews for my book, just like I'm doing now. It's very full on. You know, she's trying to flog a book, OK? That's all it is. There's no, there's no big in-depth thing here. She's flogging a book, which, you know, a few sad people will probably buy. So tell me about your book. How did it come about? And then it starts. Have you read it, hun? Goes Gemma, because she's an intelligent person. And, uh, and, he, and he says, no, I haven't, I'm afraid. And, uh, uh, and said, so she goes, OK. So you're doing the interview without having done any research or read the book or anything. It's a book about how to be a diva. I'm surprised she even knows how to spell the word. I'm imagining she spells it D-E-E-V-A. That's the kind of spelling you would get here. And uh, the PR then interrupts and says, it's only been sent out to certain people and it's not out yet. Uh, she'd have been lucky to have uh, already read a copy. Who do you work for? Now magazine. Gemma to the PR. All these questions need to be about the book. And if they haven't got the book in front of them, PR, they would have been briefed on the book. Oh, have you been briefed on the book, hun? Yes. All right, go for it. What is it you wanted to ask me? And so they then go back into the thing. She's quite clearly not happy with this interview at all. But uh, and it, it's quite interesting. You know, again, she keeps throwing it back at the poor interviewer who's saying, so, you know, which is your best bit in the book? Which, of course, if you haven't seen the thing, it's a perfectly normal question for any interview. But because Gemma thinks that she's some force to be reckoned with, which, of course, she isn't, she's certainly not the brightest penny in the box, hence falling down the trap door that was open. <laughs> it's a case of, you know, that's what people do. They ask you, it's only now magazine, dear. You're not doing something for the Royal Shakespeare Company. It's a silly little book on how to be a diva. But all you've come over is as very rude to somebody. You know, I mean, she is 37. She is an ex-car saleswoman. 37, getting older by the minute. And this will not ingratiate. She'll have her little fans. You know, the little, you know, people who say, oh, Gemma, we love you. Gemma, you're such an inspiration to all of us and all this kind of stuff. You know, and, th and those people you just accept. But they just as easily turn into trolls. You know, the same person who one minute loves her, the next minute will be a troll. It's as simple as that. They can't help it. Uh, KNU Romney says, I've come to the conclusion that it's me, my daughter Victoria and your good self who detest the total rubbish Love Island. Or oh, the CJ thing was mad cow disease, if I remember correctly. K is in New Romney, which is very nice. Uh, apparently, Patsy says CJD is a serious condition and would be passed on through blood. Also known as mad cow disease. Can think of a few of them, can't you? Absolutely. And uh, Dallas says, anybody thinking about giving blood... Uh, should watch Tony Hancock's The Blood Donor. Worth watching for a glimpse of a very young June Whitfield. Love June. Uh, George in Greenwich says, Blood service rejected my blood because I have malaria antibodies. Wow. That's a, that's a rare thing to get, isn't it? Malaria antibodies. I've never done it. I wouldn't even know where you go. I seriously wouldn't even know where you go. Uh, Terry says, Talking of giving blood reminds me of the Tony Hancock sketch. Of course. And one from Birmingham says, I always used to think I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't give blood because I take it. I've donated five times now and I hate needles, says Mark in Birmingham. Oh, yeah, I know. See, I also think about that. And uh, little Julie says, Pablo wants to read Gemma's book. We'll look forward to his review. Don't think it'll be a very long one. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Steve, talking about it's always a pair of pants. Why do we say tweezers in the plural and not a tweeze? don't know. There are, there are two, two bits of... Tw that's, that's, so that's, it, you need the two bits for it to operate. 
It doesn't. Same as scissors. It's scissors. Because it doesn't operate with scissor. OK? Why pair of pants? I've got no idea. So it could be... Yet you put on a pair of pants, but you don't put on a pair of trousers. It's exactly the same. And you just sorted that then. This programme is educational as well as informative. You know, and, you, and, you, you, it's, and it's got two legs, but you don't say, I'm just putting on a pair of trousers. You just say, I'm putting my trousers on, but you put on a pair of pants. Unless you're one of those people who puts two pairs of pants on, in which case you're slightly peculiar, and this programme is not for you. You need to go and seek medical attention as quick as possible. Uh, Steve, did you know Alexa does not know who you are? Says Josie. Um, yes, you have to Steve Allen. You have to say Steve Allen, radio presenter. You know that's 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 how it is. Steve Allen, radio presenter. Just Steve Allen. There's quite a number of Steve Allens, and it talks about the American one. And then people go, "Oh, I didn't know you died years ago." You go, "Yeah, right." Ha 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 ha. Uh, Steve, I'm leaving Kewbridge. Says Brian on the train. Maybe by good luck, I'll bump into you at Waterloo. That'll make my day. Make a note of that one for the police a little bit later on. Thank you. And Scott and Richard. Says uh, somebody's doing a job in Clayton on Sea. Where in goodness name is that? Never even heard of it. Clayton on Sea near Clacton. Do you think so? Do you think they mean? Oh, I don't know. It might be Clacton. I've never heard of a place called Clayton because he's letting the Nobel Fire Team. Letting. I think somebody's done this on predictive text and it hasn't worked at all. Yes, we, th- we think you mean Clacton. I've never been to Clacton. Never been to Clacton. It's in Essex, and I know Essex, of course, reasonably well. I've never been to Clacton. Why have I not been to Clacton? It's got a pier. Oh, it's got a nice big pier. Oh, I like that idea. It's got some nice sort of places to go to. Yeah, it's a seasidey beach. Got gardens. Oh, I like that. I might, I might do Clacton at some point. I don't know. Where- I think it's probably seen better days. A bit like Eastbourne, isn't it? Where are we going? We go to Eastbourne. Right, it's changed a little bit. But I used to love going to the seaside resorts as a child years ago. You would go there and you'd always, they always have big flower beds with the name Clacton spelt out and then a clock in the middle. It's got a big pier at Clacton called Clacton Pier. And it's, it's free entry because they've obviously got amusement arcades on there. They've got King's Parade. They've got a commemorative stone. Uh, they've got lots of colleges. They've got a garden of remembrance. I quite like it. There you go. That gets our vote for the day. Clacton. Clacton. Just sounds old-fashioned, doesn't it? Clack. When you just say the word, sounds a bit silly, really, doesn't it? Clacton. You know, Bogner Regis. You can understand, you know, because there's something funny about that. Nothing funny about uh, uh, Clacton. Uh, Chris says you do put on a pair of trousers. Trousers used to be in singular legs and buttoned together in the middle. Um, <laughs> Dan in Essex says you say Gemma Collins is thirty-seven. Is that years, stone, meters, or circumference? Very cruel. Very cruel. Poor Solon. You know she's having a bad time with the interviews. Because nobody's got the book. And um, apparently, uh, Billy says, have you been to Stansted Airport to pick anyone up recently? I don't know people who come into airports like that, I'm afraid. We just do Heathrow. Uh, It ended up costing me £30 to park in the short-stay car park. It's daylight. Robert Duck Turpin wasn't so bad. Yes. I mean, it is a lot, isn't it? Especially if you want to... If you want to say goodbye to somebody, you basically have to sort of drop them off on the outskirts, turn around, give them a kiss and say, have a, have a great holiday, and then throw them out the car as quick as you can the other end with the luggage that follows on very, very quickly. Jan's given blood 68 times. And uh, I would love to give blood, but I can't as I'm in an active gay relationship. Don't be silly. Nobody's in an active gay relationship. You're sitting down watching Jeremy Kyle in the morning and there might be another partner who wanders in and goes, do you want a tea? 
you know, and that's it. You might do a quiche a bit later on. There's no thing. There's an active gay relationship. I've never heard of so rubbish. But, uh, but it's so silly. I hate hearing about blood shortages. There's so many gay guys who'd give blood. If, what are you doing? Searching everybody? Excuse me, I'm in an active gay relationship. Would you like to give blood? Like your friends with Jesus kind of situation, isn't it? Would you like to give blood? Um, I, d- I gave blood last week. Oh, did you? Are you in an active gay relationship? <laughs> it's like being in an active heterosexual relationship. <laughs> you in an active heterosexual relationship? Mind your own business, smack. You can't ask people like that, can you? People telling me things that are probably you know, private. My doctor, says John, has a five-minute time slot. And when I asked a quick, unrelated question, I was told to book another appointment. See, my one's brilliant, but you do, get, but you do know, don't you, when the appointment is coming to an end, they do something. I don't know what it is, but it kind of wraps it up. It kind of wraps up, the, and you think, I'm being dismissed now, I'm going. So obviously, quickly get the last question in. Jay Wick's beautiful, and, uh, and Peter says, when you mentioned briefly sitting in the studio with just your pants on, would you resemble looking like Homer Simpson? Not as good looking. Not as good looking. That's why I'm on radio. That's why I'm on radio. If I was good looking, I'd have been a male model, but I'm not good looking. So that's why, you know, I was always told from an early age, mainly by the social workers, uh, develop a personality. You know, because if you develop a personality, you can go anywhere with it. Just don't rely on your looks. I've discovered, actually, I think that they had a bloke on the television the other day. He was taken into one of these accident and emergency A&E, 24 hours in A&E. And he'd come in and he was quite old. He had white hair and everything else. But his body was amazing. And, and his wife said, I can't understand why he's collapsed because he's fit. He does 30 miles a day. And I thought, right, I'm definitely not doing 30 miles a day. Uh, Steve, when we were kiddies, says Noreen, we always went to Clacton. I think living at Bishop Stortford, it was nearest. Have a great day. Lots of frozen water bottles. Yes, please. And uh, when you said Gemma Collins, says Dallas was 37, I assumed you meant IQ. So cruel, aren't we? We're so cruel. Who cares? Goodness sake. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Uh, Steve, uh, sorry it was Clacton on sea. I was rushing this morning, but tell Sean to hurry. You did make him laugh as he just phoned me, which is good. Clacton, apparently. Good choice. Beach clean, spotless and won an award last year worth a visit, Steve. And uh, apparently on Saturday, the great Bentley Carnival. You could join the parade in the Bentley, then drive into Clacton only 20 minutes away. Remember, says Judy, it's always cooler on the coast. Try Frinton next to Clacton, Steve. Much classier. More you. And, uh, and then uh, somebody says, I can't read you, just read out that text, Jay Wick's Beautiful. Google it, Jeremy Carl's Waiting Room by the Sea. So many places. Uh, give a miss, says Dan, to Cleethorpe's. Chavy Town and the laughable pier they have is comparable to the landing stage for the, for the Tilbury Ferry. It's all getting a bit personal now, isn't it? People sort of being rude about different parts of the, of the country. <laughs> I quite like it. I want to go to, where's that place I want to go to? I think it's Frinton. I'm sure it's Frinton. I quite like it. And then there was a film that Danny LaRue made called Armis Fred. And at the very beginning of Armis Fred, he's in a pier, a little pier on... And I, I don't know where it is. I can't remember where it is. Armis Fred. It's got this pier and a little theatre. Uh, well, it's, you, you sort of see the outside bit. I'm not sure whether the inside bit is, is of it. And I remember thinking, I want to go there because it looks like it's a place steeped in history back in, uh, back in time. And I, I quite like that idea. I think it's a good idea. So, Danny LaRue's Armist Fred. Uh, give a miss to Cleethorpes. And somebody says, every year, oh, Kevin the Milkman says, the family holiday was either a chalet at Clacton or Walton on the Nays. There's a great pie and mash shop on the pier at Clacton. Highly recommended. You see, I don't mind a pie and mash. Is it Chroma Pier? Is it really? 
So pretty. So pretty. A lot of Londoners, says Declan. Retired to Clacton, Steve, including my outlaws who get angry when I call it God's waiting room. <laughs> Steve, you have to have class to be a diva like Shirley Bassey, says David. Is that active gay David or is that somebody completely different? <laughs> yes, you're right. You've got to have class. And also, Gemma Collins, she's just, it's just stupid. She's just a silly little person. There's nothing to her at all. She's not a diva. It's just that they obviously couldn't think of any old rubbish to sort of put. I'd love to see how many copies that sells. Very few, I should imagine. Very few. Ben Hart came second, says Paul Fear, uh, in the uh, uh, second, sorry, in the Magic Circle Stage Magician of the Year. And it was uh, your friend Ed who came first. Love Ed. Ed, very fantastic. So well, well done to him as well. Also, saw a preview of The King and I at the Palladium last night. Kelly O'Hara, the Broadway star, is wonderful. And the little Siam children steal every scene. Think you and the theatre gang would love it. Three hours long, she'll have to have a wee before Act One. I'm not sure I could do three hours. Three hours is a lot, actually. I want to go and see again 42nd Street. I don't want this thing to come off if I've not seen it. I have seen it, actually. But uh, well done to Ben Hart, who came second. But it was uh, it was Ed. He did very well. Very well, indeed. So congratulations. Why do they say wearing a handbag, says Barbara? I carry mine. And Jenny says, I recommend baby wipes left in the fridge. Overnight helpful and the crushed ice drinks. All the coffee shops sell as a rapid cooler. Actually, you're not supposed to drink things cold, are you? You know, if it's hot, because that sort of drops your body temperature a little bit too quickly. The whole idea is you should drink a cup of tea because that's actually uh, a little bit, little bit better for you. Well, I think that's how they've worked it out. But I, I don't care. I still like uh, a, a, a cup of tea or I like a cold drink or I like all sorts of things. Steve, you hunt tigers... You hunt tiger, not tigers. You bring cannon to bear, not cannons. You have a three-litre engine, not three litres. It's the peculiarity of the English language. I've never heard of wearing a handbag, though. That's a bit, that's a bit of a new one for me. I was sort of carrying a handbag. I think wearing one doesn't quite, doesn't quite sound the same, but I'm willing to go for it. Front page of the mirror, Bucks Fizz, Cheryl, I'll be there for Jay. So that's good news. Well done, you. Uh, the wags in from Russia with love, as I say. It's, uh, now we've dissected them. We've suddenly realised there's nobody of any importance there at all. Uh, the Duke profoundly moved by the visit to the Holocaust Memorial. Makes you wonder whether or not he's actually been anywhere. I mean, how old is he, for goodness sake? Of course you can. I mean, he's obviously never been to the Imperial War Museum and seen their uh, tribute to those who lost their lives in the Holocaust. I mean, I sort of I find it amazing that he sort of says, oh, it's it's this. And you think, but didn't you know about it? Didn't you know about it? Just sort of seeing it make it a bit more bit more realistic. Uh, women will be jailed for only serious crimes, they're saying. Plus the bank under fire for staggering spending. Spending. Oh, blimey. Happy days. Happy days. Uh, front of the sun this morning. Island rat Adam and schoolgirl 17. So he's he was 20 something and he was texting a girl of 17. What is the problem with that? Is there some problem with texting a, a 17-year-old girl? I was aware of the law, but I didn't see any problem with it. Bling on the World Cup wags, and here they are. It's a, it's a sad-looking bunch of people, really. Uh, only one of them's married. The rest of them are just seem to be shacking up with somebody. Perhaps they're too frightened. Come on, girls, pull yourselves together, for God's sake. Green light for criminals, anger. They say at the Daily Mail, as the Justice Minister calls for most sentences of less than a year to be axed to cut the jail population. William the Peacemaker now. That'll be an interesting one for the uh, Express. Plus, life's a beach. 
for some people. And uh, I'm sure today you will enjoy it. It's going to be another... Whew, it's a scorcher. The Daily Star. Adam's explosive showdown with X on Love Island. So they're going to bring her in. She's apparently glamour model. And, uh, and then it's, you know, they're only doing it because she's desperate to be somebody as opposed to... So you went out with some nobody on Love Island. Uh, also, Water Goal, the World Cup. They're putting water on all over the place because people are getting too hot and it's not good. And the killer heat wave. You've got to be careful. You've got to be very careful. So far, three dead and a boy of 13 missing. The train's in chaos and everybody else going, when will it never end? You watch. By the time we get to July, which isn't that far away, you're going to be deluged with rain. That's what they've said, whether I believe it or not. I'm not too sure. Thank you for your company today. Thank you for all your texts and emails. We've now worked out the places to avoid, the places to go to. We've now learnt who, who the wags are. And it turns out, really dull, uninteresting lot. You don't seem to do anything at all. What they talk about, I've got no idea. Politics, I suspect, maybe not. Before I go, time to let you know what's coming up on my free podcast for today. On The Little Bit Extra, tell you more about Davy Boy Beckham's trip to the palace. He probably thought it was time to hear those words. Arise, Sir Dave. But thankfully not. You also hear about how it's all getting rather nasty over on Love Island. Time to just seal all the exits and leave them to it. Plus, I'll be talking about the old prudes watching Countdown and what would really be a rude word on Rachel Riley's board. Yes, the podcast is X-rated today. Not. My Little Bit Extra is totally free and available very shortly. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all the other programmes from last week for free on the catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch-up. Simple as that. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Stay out of the heat today. If you don't uh, function very well in it, just keep yourself nice and cool. And I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Have a great day. At 10 o'clock this morning, it's James O'Brien. But next, the award-winning Nick Ferrari with breakfast. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.